0: That was very strange. <laughs> going to
1: sound Looking really into nice. each
0: other's eyes whilst oh, opening a bottle of oh, red.
1: Don't worry about it. You'll get insights on that evening. Is, that is. We're not even going to talk to you. We're on a date. You're just, you're just here I'm to watch. I'm going to the other side yeah. of the
0: table. I'm just a third wheel. Right? Yeah. 100%.
2: Welcome back! <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Welcome back to the Scratch Circle podcast. Today we are joined by Kerry Clark, the BBC Radio introducing DJ from Northamptonshire. How are we getting on? All right.
0: It's nice to see you both.
2: Yeah, it's nice to be here in In person. person.
0: Actually, it's nice. Last time we spoke, we went well off tangent, and my producer told me to shut up. I I mean, for our radio
1: debut, it was always going to be a little bit ropey. you're you're lucky. Like I literally we spoke before, and I was like, Elliot, this is serious. Like it is the radio now. Like we can't be like, oh. Whoops, we've just,
2: like, we've got to be... Yeah, I've just called someone
1: a Yeah, let's just, <laughs> like, our podcast were
2: very liberal. I was like, that's not what
1: the real world's like. It's like, come on, mate, let's... There was one point when you said something, I, I can't remember that I you went to call you a... S- no, to you called call me
3: something,
1: <laughs> and I thought in my head, I thought... <laughs> this is and then you like, changed and said something, and I was like, "Oh, he's
2: oh what was it? Yeah. No, the, the I think the thing I completely forgot that I was on radio. It was when I said about mainstream media,
3: oh, and
1: I made a yes.
2: joke about mainstream media, and you then picked up on it, and I was like." yeah lot like, I'm on mainstream media
0: I was like shit I actually probably can't say that I was like this is the BBC radio no phantom thank <laughs> I you like, amazing yeah, news completely forgot where we were those
1: comments you can see cut to an ad break and it's like yep, you the boys
0: sat there thinking to myself are they going to last more or less than seven minutes fine now well
2: we managed to do alright because it ruined the it ruined the plan for the producer so I'll take it as a win that's a win from us it
0: definitely was and you dropped a hot take about 1975 as well
2: yeah 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 you Coldplay, your hot take was on Coldplay. Oh, I can't
0: remember. Oh, that and upset a few people, especially. Actually? Yeah, do you know what? I actually that day and I started it's laughing quite. so hard I had to put my mic down because I had Coldplay and BTS lined like, up to play next. I was like, I've got a change, <laughs> <laughs> I've got <to> change.
2: <laughs> Oh, that's superb. That's well funny. Amazing. I'm not surprised at all. I'm no. not surprised. I'm more surprised they didn't pull a short, you didn't pull a shorter. Like the producer didn't like Kerry, like you got a-
0: i just let you go off on one until Amazing. I was told <laughs> you need to finish this. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Amazing.
2: good stuff.
1: Well, now you get to sit in here and literally do that for as long as you're willing to literally sit here. Well, so you know what? This fun, is I mean.
0: a polar opposite for me. I'll be honest because obviously always being in radio mm. I've always been told don't swear in front of a live mic and now I'm sat here, apparently allowed to swear in front of a live... You what can say it oh, Do, you want, to,
1: do you want to do it? You, you, can, <laughs> you can say, you say
0: what do. it. <laughs> you were so just nervous <laughs> about it. like, I on, Just <laughs> drop in a fuck shit. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> we got a... That's going to be a great... Uh, yeah, it all drops down. Exactly. This is the radio. you yeah, sat. All yeah. All the things yeah, you yeah. have
0: yeah. done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. BBC News in Northampton. It was all the
0: time. The BBC will never have me back now.
1: That must be weird. Like, is it nice to just be able to sit and there's not someone in your ear being like, you've got to do this? Like, it's just...
0: I reckon so. It's a weird feeling, you know, because on a podcast, obviously, like, you can just talk as much as you want, but on the radio, you have to be very mindful of how long you're talking for. Like, if I go on for two and a half minutes, I know people are going to be bored shitless. So I'm like,
2: wrap it, wrap
0: it, wrap it. it. Whereas on a podcast, it's like you can go off on a tangent and start talking about, I don't know, baby whales and shit. Yeah, it's the whole point.
2: It's essentially the whole point of a podcast. Yeah, Exactly. Not necessarily baby whales, but like going off on tangents. (laughs) is the whole stick of... I can't really a picture a baby whale.
0: No, yeah. I can't picture a baby whale. Either. You not many I'm just of thinking whales, of a cartoon
2: yeah. ba- like whale. Are you know not?
0: what I mean? I feel like, a, yeah, like, like kind of a little... Are they not born like a tadpole size and then they just grow to be a... Surely like, you know, not. A, sperm a tadpole?
2: A sperm <laughs> whale mean? and like... It does not come out like sure. sperm to sperm whale. Golden
0: mean? retriever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Mm, a yeah. whale is the size of a golden retriever. I'm thinking sure. more like
2: a rowboat.
0: You reckon?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm pushing more. a rowboat up do they give birth?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: fish lay like eggs, though so don't they? Do they? What's but whales a mammal? Does whales it, are a mammal. Pop one out. Whales yeah. are mammals, so. They, so I was just shooting. thinking a whale egg like, would be fucking huge, wouldn't it? I
0: mean, yeah, I don't someone think someone would have anyone's made an ever, omelet with it. Yeah,
2: no one's ever filmed a whale birth, though, have they? Oh, awesome. <laughs> <I laughs> I mean, sorry. I mean, we could definitely, I'm yeah. sure we'll find it. We need a research
1: person to jump straight in and like, <laughs> <hide
2: it in. laughs> pull down a whale birth for us. Someone have a little watch of that. <laughs> just a drop down projector comes down behind the screen. It's like
1: the baby pigeon thing, though. Like, they must exist, but it's just, you don't really see them, do yeah, you?
2: Yeah, they're probably just little weedy and they stick about, like, out of the way i mean on pigeons now or both, or right, yeah, both. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine David Attenborough is not well surely he does He didn't he do did the whole like what's the breeding one this year like uh, his was,
0: latest one yeah, in the series was it of Attenborough yeah, I don't want to see
2: Attenborough breeding with anything
0: that sounds like- I honestly <laughs> feel like Attenborough can make a documentary about a grasshopper and make oh, it yeah. like for an hour and just commentate on it I'd and I'd it. probably be like yep Oh,
2: 100%. I went to a, I went to a night out where the t-shirts were it was like a um, I can't remember what, what event it was but it they were doing theme nights and one of them was a David Attenborough theme night oh yeah night.
1: they had one you? It was it was fucking like, people amazing. wear masks and shit
2: yeah, yeah. and they, oh. give, they give out like t-shirts with David Attenborough on and I was like this is the most amazing thing in the world yeah I do love David Ambrose.
0: Same, same. I would love to be that good a voiceover. Yeah. To just be able to be like, and the whale went to Uh, the sea. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not getting a job, as you can tell. I'm not going for the planet planet (laughs) job.
1: (laughs) It was a little bit. We can make it work, we'll work on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll No, I just sound like a pervert, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's
1: a funny job to be able to discover how you can do that, though. Like, do you reckon he was just talking, like, ask for coffee was a,
2: like no nah, because he was he was a, he was a uh, adventurer wasn't he yeah he used to go was. around uh, finding yeah. and writing books about it so I think it was one of the ones where they went I oh, will give you a radio show back in like the 60s do you know what I mean when they were like right talk about what you've discovered and then went from there I assume
0: yeah. do you know
2: what I mean? because I think it was like a it sounds like a he's got a BBC like five yeah.
0: Like, yeah do you know what
2: I mean where they give him something where they talk about something and everyone's like yeah hey, your voice is alright <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean at the end of it BBC He's just like snatched him up like <laughs> you're never leaving yeah.
0: ever do you think he can make a career out of hinge voice notes like I feel like if he ever wanted to retire from the telly from yeah. the radio from yeah, yeah. media I feel like Attenborough recording you a hinge voice note yeah. oh yeah, yeah. would be uh,
1: superb I'd pay for
0: it get himself a yeah. cameo yeah. radio. 10 grand
1: could you imagine 10 grand for happy birthday people will fucking pay imagine oh that happy birthday from David Attenborough it'd be amazing we were looking on cameo today and there's some well funny people on it this is how busy work was I I was like I I made a comment about how expensive things are and they were like oh really and I went on people charge like random actors that have been in I was looking at The Office the US one to get it for my brother for his birthday because he loves it and I was like surely there's like a minimal character that would be like 30 quid for a little thing Nothing under two hundred pounds. What? Nothing sure. under two hundred pounds Two hundred qu- quid. It's absurd. Say happy birthday.
0: Surely you can get an X Factor reject from like I don't know two thousand and ten to like I'm, do you a uh, honestly? I bet they're a still tenor. like
2: 250 pounds. Say who's He's the right. most absurd? You know that island boys the weird. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah, Their minimum is something like two grand.
1: I'd <sighs> just sit and do that. Yeah. Like you, because they'll get requests. People will request it. Oh yeah. And you just sit and bang a little happy birthday for people every now and again. Surely. That's the Yeah. I mean, that's the point. To get to famous enough where you can just charge like £500 to say happy birthday. So
0: easy as well. You could just just literally be be in bed, couldn't you? Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, that's 50 quid thanks. Have you seen
1: all the Nigel
2: Farage stuff? Oh, yeah, and they make, him say, they make him say random shit. So yeah. much horrendous stuff. It's so good. It's so good. That type of stuff, when Nigel Farage is on it, you're just like, it's just easy game to make him say something fucking stupid. Yeah,
1: they're giving him stuff <laughs> in like no. another language, and he was just saying it, weren't they? And then they translated it, and
2: it was just like,
1: I'm an once, I'm,
3: I'm
2: Like, Gameo <laughs> as well. Good. Amazing stuff. Well, we do actually have a first segment that we do have been doing for these, like, comeback ones, and they are one word answer questions wonderful so i'm gonna give you a question and you just give us one word back and for whatever comes to mind straight away Give me show, oh, okay, the plan. Me. I mean, I mean our planet is, me. is so
1: good <laughs> welcome to the podcast if any audio listeners there is a blank piece of favourite Elliot's notebook that just says Kerry Kosh
2: underlined and not a single other word it. I
0: can <laughs> see you've spent some real time on that yeah. I'm really glad
2: well you know me I'm very prepared yeah. for am glad you still open it up it's because if you notice I've been playing with a pen as if I'm going to yeah, write something bit, down yeah. and every now yeah. and then I feel like I've got a point to make in the podcast so I look up and forget <laughs> that I'm (laughs) amazing. Well, so what's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Text. Text.
0: Yeah, you've got to, haven't you? You've got to text somebody until you fall asleep, basically. Oh, I'm one of these people that at the crucial point of having a conversation, I'll be asleep and you need to wait three to four business days for a reply. That is
2: that is mental. That is mental.
0: I could not fall asleep if I was texting.
2: Really? No, one, yeah. no one is awake.
0: I almost broke awake. my nose once. I woke up in the morning and I had a big bruise <laughs> across my face because my phone just slapped onto my face. You so would be like mid-text and then just like... Yeah, sometimes people ask me a really decisive question. And I'm like, no, go on. Oh, snoring mate snoring done. very interesting actually like I
1: need I, I listen to uh, the same podcast not the same podcast but a football podcast that comes out daily Um cool. and, Football Daily yeah, BBC <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Football Daily podcast shout out to Mark Chapman who's listening and uh,
2: definitely yeah and, uh, now we'll tag
1: you might be and I can't sleep without listening to that like, I feel like that's quite normal because there's no, it's just a bit of like background noise. But actually, physically texting is quite wild.
2: I fall asleep to YouTube a lot. Yeah. I don't yeah. like, I don't, I can't text. Well, my girlfriend will sleep at nine o'clock and I don't even sleep to like two. So, like, don't text. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm and not, we I'm all, not... all of
1: his friends ignore
2: it. I wouldn't reply. Yeah, to no one would reply to, no, to It, it took, to even morning. if I was awake, I wouldn't reply. To <laughs> it.
0: Do you know, the most infuriating thing, I'll fall asleep sometimes watching Netflix and. I accidentally just nod off, and four episodes later, I turn, like, I open my eyes and, and I look like, and I'm like, shit. Everyone's like, dead. Like, oh.
1: Yeah, that is funny, to be fair. I do do that. But sometimes I have, like, the office on or something and I just drift off. And then I'm like, you wake Back up and you're on, like, is, three it? series forever <laughs> down the line. And you're like, but come
2: <laughs> This is such longer than one word.
1: Yeah, sorry, one
0: word. <laughs> sorry, one word.
2: Uh, best drink?
0: Di Serrano. Oh, good. good I love a D Serrano. Good Mm.
2: choice. What do you think of the metaverse?
0: Mm. Mm. Mmm. Shit.
2: Radio the future? Yes. BBC the future? Yes. Mm. Interesting. I
0: mean, some people might disagree. (laughs) That
3: one I'm
2: sure we could deliver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Being (laughs) impartial. Uh,
2: uh, What do you think on YouTube?
0: Futuristic. Nah. In- Futuristic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good, good. What's your favourite crisp? Mm.
1: <sighs> Doritos. It's weird to say what's your favourite crisp and not what's your favourite like packet uh,
2: of crisps. Crisp. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you <laughs> Joe. You do well. Cheers. Yeah, I'm it. Uh, what would your character be in a film?
0: Mm. villain mm. villain yeah, that's a good word
2: that's a good word favorite Aww. type of music good yeah what is rock and roll I'm definitely so going to deep. cut this <laughs> no, no, leave it in, in it. my head I've edited
0: <laughs> shows the
1: quality of the question I think a nice long pause
0: banging
2: like it shoes or socks shoes yeah quality. I've got no more
0: <laughs> no, no, <that's> <laughs> um, where the
3: shoes also,
1: well, like, do you like
2: knocking about in shoes or socks because I'm, for, I'm for a force of habit I knock about in shoes because of uni
1: as in, like round your house.
2: Yeah, like just running right. about.
1: <laughs> I thought you meant that's not a uni thing to wear yeah.
2: shoes. I was like, no, just, no, no, i didn't mean just like life like out about. But like, I just, you know, yeah, you wear just, shoes in your house. Uh, not, not really upstairs. Because my mum will throw a slipper at me or something. But yeah. like, I'll. Oh. I'll keep them on in the house. Just out of force of habit. Mum and Dad are always like, "Why have you got your shoes on?" I'm like, "Because you don't walk around barefoot."
0: Do you actually? Like, I just can't get on bubble shoes in the house. Like, I've really? always been taught to take them off the yeah. second you come in. Yeah. Put them. Wipe your feet on the mat. Take them off. I think, no, and cause that's
2: like, it. I do when I come in, but it's when I like I wake up and I will get dressed and put shoes on. Mm. The be thing like, is, I get if you're going between the house and up here. I think that's that's it, because I literally why. come up here all the time, so I like. I like finish what I'm doing in the house. And I'm like up here and I'm down there. Not that there's a right. studio near a house. It's not. It's a not. penthouse it's... in New York. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're in yeah. central London, actually.
0: See, the thing is, I will never wear shoes until the last moment. But really? I love shoes. Yeah, like, I love shoes. I have a good collection of mm. them. Love collecting different odd shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. But in the house, I don't wear them until the second I walk out the door. Really?
1: Mm. Mm. No, no, same. Really, like, see, shoes not... in the porch, even, when I get in. They come off. They go on a little shoe rack, and when I leave the house, I take them
2: off, put them back on. No, see,
0: I can like. Mm. If I walked around my landing in my shoes, I'd get murdered.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, no, I couldn't go. I, don't, I very, very rarely go upstairs, you know. Because oh, we've got You're saying you do sometimes. Oh, yeah, I do sometimes. All right. right. Tell him Philip for that. Yeah, let her know. Yeah. Let
1: her know. Call the police. <laughs> um, Kerry, we should probably talk about you a little bit. Oh, goodness. Rather than just... I mean, I definitely could do random crap for two hours, but, I, you know.
0: Well, we've already dropped a few hot takes. We've called Metaverse shit, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there I you, and there was a
1: couple of those I wanted to come back to, but I think we will at some point if it pops back into our heads. But for now, yourself... Give us a little bit of background, childhood. Where have you come from? Where did you grow up? What's the whole kind of, like, story?
0: Oh, see, this is really interesting because if you ask anyone, they'll always say, you're not from Northampton. But actually, I was born, raised in Northampton, always lived around Kingsford. always. We love like, the My yeah. whole life, I think the only time I ever left Northampton was literally to go to uni for four years and I came back. And yeah. I think it's been always one of those places that I think is like home. Do you know what I mean? Like wherever you go, you'll always end up coming back back here. here, Um, And I think my first ever time that I really got into like music as well as a kid, like being around it is, I remember I used to spend a lot of time in my granddad's house when I was a kid Mm. and uh, he used to drive me to and from school and stuff. And I remember hearing, like, the radio, and I think it was around the time that Red Hot Chili Peppers brought out Scar Tissue. Okay. And my first ever memory of, like, being into music or being into anything like that was that song, Mm. because I remember hearing it on the radio. I think it was Northampton 96 that actually played it at the time. And... I think that is the defining moment in my whole childhood for like starting to like music, Mm. which is really mad to say. That's
1: amazing that you've got that memory in your head though. That's really cool. I don't think like as specific as that. I remember like, I'm the same as it, like, all of my music taste, I think, comes from being in the car my dad yeah. from yeah. a very young age because wherever we'd go, he'd put the music and it would be stuff that I like. And especially, like, I always cite, like, Linkin Park. He loved yeah, Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that hybrid theory album. I was, like, six years old and he'd just play it constantly. And I'm like, I feel like that gives you a base of, like, that's good music and you just yeah, yeah, take yeah. that forward a little bit. But, like, yeah, that general, you're t- taking a lot for you. You always take it from your parents, grandparents and that sort of stuff, don't you? Because it's, like as soon as you're around it at that age, it's just going to stick with you forever.
0: The weirdest thing, though, is that none of my family are actually musical. Like I would not say mm. they're musical bards. I wouldn't mm. say, like, I think my mum's tastes are quite mainstream. Yeah. She has the same playlist of, like, 30 songs that she plays every single day. And I could probably tell you the order of those songs. <laughs> no, exactly, and my yeah. dad's the same. Like, he is not musical at all. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't even know where my interest in it came from, but I can only put it down. So, like, that is the first thing that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Being in the car listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers scar tissue, which is mad because it's like, you think back like as a kid and the first memories that you might have. And the second one that I have is literally watching a torchlight fall on my head when I was a kid. So I've got a scar on my forehead, like a really small, like inch long scar. And uh, when I was a kid, I was quite a clumsy kid, you know, being Mm. one of them children. If there was something to be tripped over,
3: I would trip over (laughs) it. If there was
0: something to break, I would Uh, break break it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I remember when I was in my granddad's house in the loft, he was just like tinkering around doing whatever. Yeah. And uh, he had this inspection lamp in the loft that no, was plugged it. in to the oh, hallway no. and I remember shouting up to him and saying oh granddad, when are you coming down on board or whatever Yeah, and I yanked this inspection mm. lamp thinking it was like you. <laughs> "Bring oh, him down no. yeah. and I just no, next no. thing you know watch this like massive torch uh, falling on my head mm, and that is the walleye. second memory I have don't remember a single thing after that oh
3: that
1: knocked every ever. single brain ever. cell Never, out of your head. Ever. Yeah. No, right, this is an amazing way well, how are we having a conversation I have no idea. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a great podcast, that's it. That's All it. memory <laughs> loss from that point
0: on. With yeah. No idea. It stops yeah.
1: <laughs> there. Nothing else for you there, boys. Uh, that's well. That's. I was going to say that's well funny. It's not really funny, is it? It's quite. It's quite. Bad. traumatic. Yeah. actually. But it's
0: mad. Those are the only two memories I literally have it's as a kid. From like early childhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I have many.
1: When you really think about being a kid, they're like popping in every now and again. But like,
2: uh, I've got a few. Go on. Uh, I threw Poppics. my brother off a of bed. In a fight and split his head open, so he ended up in a good hospital. Yeah, that's quite oh, cool. quality. You threw uh, him off a bed. Yeah, Get
0: WWE just, star just threw a fight
2: fighting. Yeah, I like <laughs> threw him off a bed and he ended up like splitting his head open on the corner of the um, corner of the chimney breast.
0: If you haven't dropped a sibling like a tombstone pile driver yeah, like The Undertaker yeah. back in the day, that's it. You you've yeah, you've you you not
2: lived. lived. You've not you're lived. Not. What else have I got? Weird childhood memories. I don't I don't know. Like uh, I remember the first time I put a cigarette in my mouth. Good. Do you? Yeah. yeah, you yeah. So <laughs> I was young. I was really young, like six or seven, and I found my dad's cigarettes in his van while he was playing cricket. So I used to I used to knock about at the cricket club all the time. <laughs> when you were six. So <laughs> yeah. we're
3: like knocking about. I'd be six.
2: going to the boys. Yeah. Now like the Stellas, he's right. yeah. <laughs> No, it's so like me, me old man used to take me up and my dad would look after me and I'd just knock about the dressing rooms while he was playing and I'd go, we'd go play ball round or whatever. Anyway. Um, but I remember getting a cigarette out and putting it in my mouth. Mm. Which is weird. I don't know why I remember that. I was young and I was just playing around sort of thing. Obviously, because I've seen my dad do it and whatever. But like...
0: I remember my mum actually caught me smoking in the house when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah, so when I was a teenager I think I probably fell into like a crowd of kids that like would always be out drinking and smoking yeah, in the yeah, local park. Yeah, Normally yeah. in Bradlaw Fields be yeah, fair. Yeah. And um, I remember one day I got in I'd had a few drinks like, I was definitely like 14 at the mm. time and obviously probably drunk off like one bottle of White mm-hmm. Ace or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I got home and I sparked up a Marlboro light out the window <sighs> thinking that my mum wasn't going to be able to smell it. Yeah. Um, and uh, got halfway through the fag and uh, my mum was like, she come upstairs and she was like, what's that smell? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, has someone been smoking in this house? I was like... No, no, no. Like, clearly who, stinking of it. Yeah, away. who, who, would, who would do such about... Who Everything, would do such yeah. And she was like, right, okay then. And then she just left, like, the room. And I was like, yeah, I got away with that. D- definitely did <laughs> no. not get away with like, that. She knows. Yeah, she knew, oh, she knew. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I never lived that down for the no, rest... I like Even now, years later, she's always like, do you remember that time I caught you smoking <laughs> up? <wouldn't
2: laughs> like, I wasn't. That's brilliant. I don't think I'm, I've never... I don't think I've ever been caught smoking. I think there just was a point where it was just kind of known that I smoked. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't smoke all the time. I like to smoke every now and then. But like when we have a drink, if I'm out, I'll smoke. Do you know what I mean? Sort of thing. And I can remember there was a point, and it was only really recently, where it's the first time that I went out. When we did our gig in Northampton, and I was pissed and we'd finished up. Everything was done. Everyone was packed up and gone. There's like a handful of us left that were just going out into town. And I remember getting out and, like, just got a cigarette out of pocket. Lit My dad comes walking around the corner. I'm still smoking it, chatting to him. And then that was the first time where I was like, right, actually, there was a moment, even, though I, was, a bit sh- oily, even though, though I was shit-faced, I was like, this is odd. Mm-hmm. This is, I've, I've, <laughs> always odd. I've always been sneaky yeah. about it. I've always been like, I've always gone up the garden, like, out the back if I'm pissed and I'll go out the back and have a cigarette or, like, I'll go, like, out of the way so no one will ever catch me or whatever. Mm-hmm whereas now I feel like it's like oh, I mean I do, do it every okay. now. It's own I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, take <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to yeah. I'm allowed to do what I want now so the
0: thing is if your parents think it's alright then it's just it's not as deviant as it yeah, was it's it's not
2: this, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. Like, they're, not, they're not I don't think they're I don't think they're happy about it I, don't, I wouldn't say they're, they're like out buying me cigarettes because my old man's been packed up nearly 10 years so it's like mm. it's when I'm on my I still every now and then have a cigarette and it's like yeah it's weird it's weird but yeah I don't I've never been caught doing stuff like that. No. Oh, have you ever been caught doing anything like that? Never done anything like that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so no. <Fair> enough.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Never smoked a cigarette in my life. That's what? wild. I never. know, I know, I know. Never. You've
0: never even like, had a puff?
1: Never. No. Wow. No. That is the craziest thing not to me. in my life. No, I've never I had could, any I... interest in doing it,
2: to be fair. That's and I just never have. Because I, I, I feel like there's more things I've tried than not.
0: Yeah. Like in, yeah. Gen- in
2: general, like I've tried, whatever you'd want to try, I've tried. Like mm. at least once. So it's like, ah. Uh... You know what I mean I feel like I'm I'm like I don't like it all. I like some of it and I don't like others. So it's like, do you know what I mean? It's
0: one of them things that I think with most stuff you kind of try it and then you're like, yeah, well I did it and it were not all that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and
2: I've got that bone in, I've got that curiosity bone in me. I feel like you're just pretty happy like not knowing like <laughs> it is Yeah, freak. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, really I, give it. Just that's that's the thing It's never been like a conscious decision. I've
1: just never been asked, do you know what I mean, it's never really. So somebody oh, you now, I like I definitely I
2: definitely definitely tried to get you smoking oh, at yeah. some I,
1: there was three years at uni that 90% of my life was just people trying to get me to (laughs) do I think I've got that bit of burn in my body about it where I'm like now that I've said I don't want to do it if someone's trying to get me to do it I'm definitely not fucking doing it like if I do this it'll be on my own I'm not doing it someone says go on go on go on do it that is me like absolutely fucking not now that you've told me to do it like out of principle you're just not going to do it like regardless of anything else I'm just like no thank you
2: I can see it in a few years time big cigar job that's, I feel like I can see <laughs> yeah. that happening big cigar just sat here chilling done what we need to do yeah, I when, I move in, when I move into my whiskey phase I think that's yeah that's, a cigar. that's they it come, yeah. they come hand yeah, in hand don't they in life,
0: but, yeah. I still haven't moved into the red wine phase I'll be honest oh, oh, still haven't got there oh, big, big time I'm waiting for the day it comes mm. and that's it, it does I know hit. it does it's
2: hit it's beautiful I yeah.
0: feel like when I want to complain to a manager every time I go out for a restaurant meal or whatever mm, yeah. that's when I've hit my red wine phase
2: yeah I think there's a line I do I feel like like, um, I, I love my red wine but I, I can't you drink it all the time oh, I, I don't it. drink it all the yeah, time I I'll drink it like with a meal or like whatever if we're out and about mm. and so they yeah, have part life that's the worst one yeah. we, oh, so, so we drank drank we drank life. so much red wine <laughs> took three part life we had two bottles each
0: yeah. do you know what right you know when you go to a festival or you're at uni or whatever and you're like, right, fuck it, I'm gonna have one drink of choice, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. In my um, second year of uni, we got this real thing for like Lambrini. So we used oh, to remember yeah. that Lamborghini yeah. was one pound fifty at yeah, yeah. Tesco's, yeah. and if you had a club card, it was a quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, see, we're back to club card. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to in our flat, all ten of us, just literally buy Lambrini, like four bottles of Lambrini for a night yeah. out or whatever. But I and it wouldn't do stuff. anything, would it? No, That's no, been realistic.
2: No, no. It was like squash, but I used to slash. I used to get the the stronger one because the one that was like seven and a half to like ten yes. percent that period <laughs> chuck, it should, so i yeah, get the stronger like, chuck the uh, extra credit. in it, should, yeah. it. And it tastes like fucking ass. (laughs) It was awful. So I used to get my cherries and berry squash, splash it in the top. That is pathetic. Shake it around. £2.50 for like the big, you know, the big chunky bottle. Yeah, the the only ones you can get in corner shops. And it's got like the price around the tag at the top. My Lambrini was um, like
1: white lightning cider. Oh. Like a three three litre bottle of that stuff. It was like 6% and it was like two pound or something it was ridiculous and it was It was. I don't even want to know what was in it (laughs) but we'd get through like first year we'd just slap through like one of them three litres of cider we'd go out and I'd be like so much cider I don't think I was drunk I think it was just like whatever chemicals you just just go a little bit west but um, (laughs) that was yeah that was good to be fair
0: what did you study at university then so I did print journalism right so I went to I didn't go to uni straight away so I failed all of my college A levels and that so I actually did media studies didn't turn up to the exam so obviously Smoke failed that straight <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> and um, I yeah I just failed college so I went and got a job worked in admin in transport for like five years wow. and then we sat there one day and I was just like listening to the radio it was actually radio one that I was listening to Grimmy was on his like new breakfast show okay, just yeah, got yeah. it, and I remember being sat there and thinking like oh these lot are having so much fun like mm. I would love to do a job that I just love because yeah. i turn up to work every day and be like I hate this I hate this yeah. I hate this I hate this and um I just thought oh, I've got to I've got to do something I can't stay here otherwise I'll be here forever mm. and uh yeah, and then I think I just decided that day I was like, I'm going to go to uni, but I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Mm. And I remember at the time I was watching Sex in the City loads, right? And Carrie yeah. Bradshaw with her little typewriter and her MacBook, like looking out the window, talking about men, her love life, mm. her sex <laughs> life. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be a sex writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I actually did say it's
3: that.
0: The shade <laughs> to
2: Northampton.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh.
0: Pattern
2: that, immediately <laughs> Got all that. Christ, yeah. there'd be some stories if you
0: did that. Jeez. So uh, at the time I was like, no, I'm going to be a writer of some sort. And I remember just for a year I went to college and was working a nine to five and then finally got into uni to do print journalism. And I remember thinking, yep, I'm going to work for Cosmopolitan. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's how it's gonna yeah, go. yeah. I'm just going to sit at my cushy little desk all day, getting sent free yeah, stuff, yeah. writing about it. Oh, yeah. it'd be easy. Turned up. It wasn't easy, it turns Uh, out. They they send you out into the street to go and speak to old people and, you know, people who don't want to talk to you on a rainy day. And Uh, um, it was a real reality check that, like, actually being a journalist was quite hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was doing it for like a year and I was all right at feature writing Mm. and stuff like that. But news stories, I was like, yeah, okay, I can write, you know, about Court cases and stuff because you have to go to court and see all the juicy stuff on that sort of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, all the murder trials and stuff, you'd be able to go along and
1: spectate.
0: (laughs) You'd go and spectate. And um, I just remember. Like being like, oh well, I like it, but it's not all it's not cracked quite. up to be. Yeah, been. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, then my mate Amber had a radio show. She was doing broadcast journalism, and okay. sometimes the courses came together, other yeah. times they didn't. And she was she had a radio show on Fly FM at the time, which okay. is the student radio station at mm. Nottingham Trent. And night before we went out for a pizza, and I was like, all right, well. Uh, she was like, oh, my radio show, by the way, I've got one tomorrow. Do you want to come on and talk about going out for a pizza? Because basically this, <laughs> this disgusting girl decided to put a fried egg on the top of her pizza like, like as a, a normal topping. Don't look at me like that. No. Uh, hey, no I'm standing out. I'm standing out of this. I advocate <laughs> egg on pizza. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, I
1: do. It's, it's like nice. the
0: pineapple argument. It no, doesn't
1: work. Pineapples will No, pineapple
2: works. works. You uh, A little Florentine no.
1: i
0: called, with an egg, olives, That's what she had. what fish,
1: baby. Absolutely beautiful. I just couldn't get on board with it. Oh, yes.
0: And anyway, so we had this heated argument. She was like, do you want to come on the radio and talk about this heated argument? So (laughs) um, next day, I come in, locked and loaded. Like, right, that's it. I've never been on the radio before. Mm. Went into the studio, sat down in front of the mic. And like within 10 seconds, I was like, I feel weird. Like, Mm, I feel like something just, and as cliche as it sounds, something just clicked when I sat Mm. in front of the mic. And I was like... I really like this. I've had a, I've got a weird feeling about it and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. So we had this chat back and forth and I went away thinking, I would love to be on the radio. Like, I would love to do it, but I don't really know if that's an option. Like, am I just mm. going to turn up and prat about with my mates every yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. So I begged the programming person at Fly to give me a radio show. Yeah. Just I was so annoying. I was constantly messaging her like, can I have a slot? Can I have a slot? Can I just do an hour? Yeah, can and you just play some coming tunes? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I just remember... Her being like, fine, like giving in after (laughs) weeks of me harassing them. And uh, they gave me an hour on a Saturday and I just turned up and I couldn't even like backhand a song. I couldn't even basically announce what was playing because I was like so nervous about doing it. But instantly I was like, right, I want to do this, but I don't know if I can do it for a job, but I want to do this. And um, from then on, everything was just, it was just radio.
2: That's quality. I have a very, very very similar story it's, really? yeah like almost like apart from the pizza debuckle it, it was very it was like literally the same my mate had a show and he we were filling in a spot and um his co-host couldn't get in and he was like trying to do it with me and i was like yeah sound we called it the one off show that then led to being a regular show that we did the next semester we did like it for like six months and then that's the reason we have the mics and the podcast stuff because we actually started a podcast from that so then it went from being the radio and podcast stuff like that and that's how i knew like doing entertainment and like i studied philosophy i did nothing to do with any form of journalism or like real like like specifically but like i had the same experience of being like shit in front of a this camera in front of be. the microphone talking to people that i don't know like <laughs> It sneezed on, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought it's nice to get it a on. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you kind of realize you have these moments where it clicks, and I was like, I I love the idea of and then like my it kind of unlocks something in my brain that I've always had, but it stopped me. Like I've always had this thing where I was like able to think of the ideas to do shit, yeah, I never did it. Yeah. Whereas now, when I did that radio show, I was like oh, shit, this, this stuff is just as easy as it sounds in my head. Like, in my head, I made everything sound like it was easy to, like, do clothing. It was easy to do this, it was easy to do that. It, it is. Like, do you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. that's... And I think that was one of the things. Radio, that very, very similar experience of being like, do you want to come on and have a go? And I was like, yeah, of course I fucking do. Like, I'll have a crack. And it just felt so natural into it. Did you find that then you're leading from coming out of university and going almost, like, professional with it, was something that was quite... A, Was it an easy progress?
0: Well, the thing for me was that it was a total fluke that I even thought I could do it for real. Because what happened was, so I've been doing radio for about five months because I, this was literally, I started it at the end of my first year of uni. Like I went almost to full uni year without doing mm. anything like yeah, not being yeah, involved yeah. in student radio in any way and then i went to this conference called student radio um conference and basically every year it's hosted at a different uni and they have this competition like the x factor called demo factor where you submit a radio demo and it's listened to by these five experts who are on the panel okay. and uh, i entered the competition just mm. thought well i'm dicking about on the radio i've been on for five months like All that's going to happen is that I'm just going to get a bit of feedback. Like, I'm not going to get picked out. My name will never come out. So I entered this demo that was just the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Like, I listen back now and I cringe so hard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And basically there was... These three three options you could get, so you could get a red buzzer where a judge hates you, so well thinks no nah, this is rubbish. yeah so yeah. Um, and then they have a gold buzzer where like if they think they're like you're really, really good, good, yeah, they'll hit the buzzer. and if they don't hit any buzzers, your demo will play for one minute and then it will just stop. Oh, and God. um of course, there I was thinking it will never happen. I'll never get picked. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just get the feedback at the end from one of the judges. Fourth name that comes out is mine in front of a room of people pre-coronavirus. Like, oh it's jam-packed God. with people yeah. from the industry and it's packed with students as well. My demo starts playing. Like, I'm at the front. Everybody's got their <laughs> eyes on me and the judges. And... um I got a few red buzzers within the first twenty seconds, I no, won't lie. Yeah. Four judges yeah. actually hated my content, thought no. I was the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So turn me off. But one judge didn't. And that judge who gave me a gold buzzer that night was Alad Hayden Jones, who is the head of Radio One. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh that was the most unexpected thing to ever happen because I was like, what? I've been doing radio for five months. like yeah. I just prat about every week. So what the hell is happening? The head of Radio One is, is now, liking what he yeah. hears from me. And um, yeah, it was it was that moment where I was just like, shit, what do I do? This I is kind of real
2: shit. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: um, the competition went and I came as like one of the runners up in the competition mm. and uh, nothing really happened. After that, like I didn't get anything as a mm. result of it. It just was a... But it was a turning point. Yeah. It's a validation, like, isn't it? Yeah. And it was, just, it was a real turning point. And I was like, maybe I could do this for a job. Like mm. maybe, just maybe, probably not, but maybe I could do this. And I kind of started to take it a little bit more seriously, started yeah. turning up, started planning things more, started mm. thinking things through. And um, then that was it. And then I went out into the world like got a news reader job at Ketrin in Connect FM and okay. I was doing the news at the weekends mm-hmm. and uh, I was just doing one day a week so I was just turning up on Saturday morning in my pyjamas reading the news <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah, going yeah. home and um, I thought oh I'm actually doing the job I'm reading the news which not, is obviously not presenting yeah, yeah. but I'm reading Same the news thing, and I, I like being behind the mic and, uh, yeah, I just I just remember that time where I was doing it. I was like, I can't believe I've actually managed to do it, to be paid to do radio. Because as, as you boys know, like radio is a hard industry to ever get any money from. Yeah. Some people oh, can do it for years and never earn a penny from it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are in community radio who are really talented. And to actually leave uni and then to get, something Mm. straight away even if it was the news at the time it was my first ever job it was like i was like am i really here like is this really happening
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. because i've been i've been trying recently like i i went back to uni and come back at and like it all fell through and whatever but i'm i've been trying now to get work in radio or work in tv or to be honest anything where i'm creating something not bothering social media digital marketing all that stuff and i can't i've done here a sniff I don't know, I don't, I've not had a sniff of it. Oh,
0: not even it, a whiff.
2: Not even a whiff. I've had a couple of in, I've had a couple of interviews that are, like, interesting, but they've, like, it's kind of gone other ways and they've been around the world sort of thing. They've been really cool, but it's, like, they are not necessarily kind of gone my way or whatever. They've not heard back and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's so sick that you've kind of came out, found that newsreader role, and it's kind of like you fell into it, almost like you fell into the role by luck, but it, it, into the, like, role in the sense of like coming into uni and finding yourself on the radio. You come out of university and then it's gone straight into some form of paid work and it's it's any foot at the door though isn't it it's just like so good it
0: was was, but then to be fair it did come crashing down a little while after because the station ended up closing um about 11 months after i'd done the job so okay i was doing breakfast news and then i was doing like afternoon news so i was working like three days a week while i was in uni doing my master's so i did a master's afterwards in documentary journalism oh wow and um Always wanted to be like a Louis Farouk kind of yeah. character. And then um, I just got a note through one day saying that the station was closing. Oh, so and sad. I was like, oh, my God, I don't have another job to go to. Like, I And literally, I looked around the area because obviously living here in mm. Northampton, there isn't a lot it's of radio. Between, it? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a difficult area to live in, like in terms of finding a radio job if you're outside of London or Manchester because that's where all the big stations currently Mm. are and obviously like with the BBC they're moving some stuff to Birmingham but it wasn't there at the time and I remember being like shit what do I do now Couldn't for the life of me find another job Mm. um, and spent 18 months not even sat in front of a mic after that. I had to get a job in marketing to like be able to afford, you know, to live and stuff and um, worked at a student's union. But I was always drawn back to the whole radio stuff. Like Mm. I made the student's union create a podcast so that I could still be doing radio in some capacity. But I just didn't get behind a mic professionally after that. And I was like, it's done. My time in radio is finished Mm. now. Um, and I just never thought I was going back, and That's I prepared crazy. for that. And I actually got a tattoo of a little record button. So on my left arm, I've got a record button, and uh, it's got like see. the REC and the red Quality. circle. And I got that tattoo because I was like, "That's the end." Yeah,
2: yeah. That's,
0: I'm not going back to radio, but oh, I'm really wow. grateful that I had some time getting paid doing like something that I love doing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the really mad thing is. Then I got Radio One, <laughs> so a few weeks <laughs> after getting that tattoo, I literally uh, got the Radio One Christmas That's presenters.
2: Absolutely fucking ridiculous! I know. That's wild, isn't it? I right. tell you what. Before we talk into that, do you want the beer?
0: Yeah, right. I'll have a non-alcoholic, the non-alcoholic one. Yeah. one.
2: Right, okay, Radio One. What let talk us through that like the Christmas presenting stuff.
0: Okay, so at the time I'd been out of radio for 18 months, right? Loved, always, always loved new music, like from the MySpace days, had always been interested in finding new music. And at this time, I was very like, okay, well, my time in radio is done. Mm -hmm. So I still spent a lot of time listening to music on the side and finding new artists, like going down rabbit holes. But Mm -hmm. I just accepted that I worked in marketing and that was my job. Then the Radio 1 Christmas presenters um, search came up and... The year before was the first year that it happened and I saw a couple of people, like a couple of my mates, actually got Radio 1 Christmas Presenters in the first year. Sorry,
1: for anyone who doesn't know what Radio 1 Christmas Presenters is.
0: Yeah, so it's a search for presenters to take over the schedule. So at Christmas, all the presenters on Radio 1 get time off and they're replaced by a load of presenters who enter a, a talent search, in effect, with their demo and then... As a result, they choose like 33 who get a slot to present on Radio mm, One. Yeah, the actual Radio One, which is which is mad. And it
1: is a really, really like cool thing to do. I think like, that's such a clever nice. way to do it because it benefits them because you like you're guaranteed. they you've got 33 people sort of. To look look at and be, like, amazing. And then it's amazing for those 33 people to have the chance. It is.
0: It is. And, you know, thousands of people apply for it. So I think uh, the first year, 1,100 people applied. And only 33 or whatever it was got it. And then the second year, 1,300 people applied Mm. for it, which was the year that I went in for it. Now, when I went in for it, I've got to be honest, I thought, not a fucking chance in hell <laughs> yeah. am I going to get yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I haven't sat in front of a microphone for 18 months. My demo material was stuff that I did at student radio I was just dicking about, basically. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get this. So I put together a demo that I thought, right, is this is the most authentically me. This is just me being a bit of a dickhead mm. and me talking about stuff that I that like was in new flow. music. Like
2: you saw him flow and I like
0: it. <laughs> 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 so I was just being an idiot, basically. And I listen back to the, that demo now and I think, what the fuck did you submit at the time? Like, awful. Um, And I remember talking about Vampire Weekend or something for like a solid 30 seconds. What a band. Into, I think it was uh, when This Life was released, I did like a real like passion link about it because I loved that song. That song is like, I think it defined one of my summers. I think it was like 2018 or 19. It was a defining summer. Such a good summer. Yeah, it was crazy. And I did a link about that and... Basically, this demo put together half me being an idiot, half me talking about music. And uh, I thought, no chance. So I left it. Didn't hear anything back for like three, four weeks after the competition closed. Because I put my demo in 10 minutes before the deadline. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. And then this guy texted me on WhatsApp. One day, I just like four weeks later, not even thinking about it. Because obviously, don't be silly. I haven't sat in front of a mic for 18 months. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. This guy texted me called Jacob. And he went, "Hi, Kerry. It's Jacob from Radio One. Have you got a minute to chat?"
2: <laughs> nope. And I was like, what like, course, I <laughs> fucking do
0: I was like, "Is this a scam? Like, yeah. where have you got my details from? Like, is this actually a scam?" Yeah. Sat yeah, there, yeah. thinking to myself, and you know, when people tell you you've won twenty five million yeah, pounds, yeah yeah, and, yeah,
2: yeah, you've got you're the seventh person to click yeah. on yeah. website this morning, you've won an iPhone, yeah, yeah. hundred <laughs> iPhone
0: Elevens, and it was like, put your bank details in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, so I was like, "This is a scam. Like, this guy is not actually contacting me." So I messaged him back and was like. Yeah, sure. I can meet now, like, or half an hour. I think I think I said half an hour because I wanted to pretend that I was actually busy when yeah, I wasn't. I was sat do. in bed, unwashed, <laughs> yeah. greasy hair. Five days yeah, since yeah, I like yeah. last washed my hair. Looking a state, so I was like, right, yeah, give me half an hour. So I ran into the shower, got ready, sat down for this Zoom meeting, and this guy popped up on screen, and I'd like searched him up on Twitter, so I knew, I knew he was, he was legit. legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he went, uh, just to let you know you're in the run-in to get a show on Radio 1. I was like, are, you, are you kidding? Are you
2: having me on? Oh, yeah. Fucking hell.
0: And he was like, it's not a guarantee, uh, but you need to come to Birmingham to do a show pilot. So you basically need to come along and sort of prepare a couple of notes, but do a show exactly mm. as you would in the anthem style, which is like where they play a year and the best songs from that year. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my God. So it's really like high energy, really fast paced. Yeah. So then I had about two weeks where I just thought of nothing else between him speaking to me and saying, hello, you might have got this and going to the pilots. Mm. And I remember turning up that day in Birmingham and being like, holy shit, I'm not getting this, but I'm going to have fun. Like, yeah, gonna happens, enjoy it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm going to have fun. So I rock up in Birmingham, like just nervous as hell, mm. couldn't eat a thing before the pilot. Stood in this studio and no light. It had the Radio One branding, oh, like hell. it literally had the lights that you see. You know, when you ever, whenever you see a video of social media of like BBC Radio yeah, One on their yeah. account, it was a studio exactly like that. Like proper lights, like the full business. this Is it the like... desk moves up and down, uh, changes heights. So, I, so I,
2: that is desks that move up and down. Yeah, it will be the highlight of my life when I get one of them. Uh, you should a dream. I they you need are. A
1: made one that's going to come up high it's going to have to be like a six foot three desk it'll have to (laughs) still be on blocks
0: I'm going to have to
2: put it on wooden blocks yeah Yeah.
0: sick and so this desk right obviously I'm like moved up and down oh my god oh my god playing with it yeah just messing around
2: (laughs) breaks and it's
0: like right okay so you need to learn how to use this desk. So a few times, pressed a few wrong buttons, just messing about with it for Mm, like 10 minutes. And then it just clicked. Like, I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to go. And he went, do you want to do a few practice runs first? I went... No. no, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Just going like to do that. it. Yeah. And I remember hearing for the first time the Radio 1 Anthem's imaging uh. as I hit it oh. and being feeling sick. I thought I was going to throw up. I swear, oh Vom came up oh in my mouth. Oh like, my that's God. how nervous Fuck. I was. Yeah, I bet. And then my mic went up and bang, that was it. Just, I, I was there. I was gone. It was like I hadn't been away at all. And I stopped the link because we just did, like, Patches of links, basically, patches of talking, and then they put them together in a demo to like show what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bosses decide who gets it. And he said to me, if every link is like that, Oh my god, you're going to be on Radio One at Christmas. So I mean, don't say that. I'd be like, shut the fuck (laughs) up. Shut up. Give me ten fucking minutes. Let me finish. Oh my god. Wait, please.
2: Now I'm going to fucking judge myself way too much. Please leave me alone.
0: And being told that it made it ten times worse. Yeah, 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 I'll Agreed, agreed. So then I went through, did all my links, like, and I thought. I'm never going to hear back from this again. I'm not a radio presenter at the moment. I'm not doing anything like that. This has been such a fun day. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't quite believe it when he played the demo back to me because he stitched the five minutes together of everything I'd done. And I was like, is that me? Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, that was definitely you. And um, yeah. And then I just waited three more weeks. Three weeks went by and I was like, have I got it? Have I not got it?
1: Such a long time as well. Like yeah. When you wait so that whole, that whole period weeks. has been s- nearly
2: six weeks yeah. from entry closing yeah. literally. time. Literally. literally, such a long yeah, period. Mad. So
0: I sat there in agony, like, Oh my God, I haven't got it. I haven't heard anything. They've mm. just sacked me off because there were like quite a lot of people piloting for yeah, yeah, that. Bad. I think it was like a final 50 on the shortlist or wow. something. And only nine people from that 50 were going to go forward and get it. And, uh, then one Wednesday afternoon, I was in the most boring meeting you could ever imagine talking yeah. about windows or something. Because <laughs> I worked for the Students' Union and they were having a renovation and uh, we had a meeting. I thought,
2: how <sighs> so much a fucking nerd I am. I thought like windows on computers. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's the five weeks after we chat about the, the new window. It, window. Boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. Fuck it. Yeah, i more thought like whether they're going to put it on the computers or not, like oh, yeah. the update oh, or something oh like that. Oh my I'm, god. I'm such, no, a, I'm, such shit, mate, <laughs> I'm such a virgin. I'm such a virgin.
0: I don't think this is any better though, because I was literally talking about physical windows. Yeah. So I was bored shitless in this meeting. And I was like, I can't stay in this job much longer. Like I can't. And knowing I'd done that for Radio One mm. three weeks before mm. was agony. My phone started ringing oh, no. and um, I picked it up because it was a mobile number I didn't recognise.
2: Yeah,
0: And I went, hello? And the person on the other end of the phone went, hello Kerry it's Alid from Radio 1 I was like oh no, there you are what
2: do you want like? what do you want uh, like? yes or no please <laughs> give me the answer oh now and I
0: remember like just leaving that meeting there and then and I was like yes Alid, I'm not busy I'm not busy no let's talk right walks out like fuck, fuck you <laughs> fuck your windows <laughs> fuck off!" Get I don't care. I literally was like sorry internet's gone <laughs> like, <also. laughs> and just I was like "Alid, I'm not busy no let's chat like anyway so he says to me like you you piloted three weeks ago, kept a bit of suspense going, and no. then he went. Do you want to do some shows on Radio One at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: <was> like, <laughs> nah, Joe Allen. Do you know I'm busy over Christmas? <laughs> nah, actually, I'm afraid. I'm <laughs> I've <laughs> I'm got all right. you know, I've got <laughs> some really important marks oh, to do for the dude, union. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I need to order a load of window stickers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got time. Yeah. Can't fit it in. And um, <laughs> yeah, and then I just I remember. I spoke to him on the phone, I don't remember anything past that conversation. Yeah, bet. Nothing. And I like I was sat there and I was shaking. Like and I was like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? I literally, my mum was downstairs and I went, Mum. <laughs> she was like, What? And I was like, Alex just called me from Radio One. She went, Oh my god. And and I went. I'm doing some shows at Christmas. I'm on radio, oh fucking. Oh my one. God. Yeah. And she was like jumping about. She had like tears in her eyes. Oh my God. And that's I like wild. I was almost crying. I was like, oh my God, what has happened? Mm. So I couldn't believe it. But Alan had obviously said that's you could only tell one person. So, like, you could only ever tell the person you live with. So, I had to keep the secret then. No, but they tell you that, dude. Yeah, you're not allowed what? to tell anyone once you get it. So, the, uh, the whole thing is that you can't tell anyone that you're going to the pilots or that, ra- that Radio 1 have contacted you and then when you get it you can't tell anyone until well, they, they do the Who the fuck the <laughs>
2: oh, i would be so difficult, though, for us if we ended up going for something like, oh, yeah, like, well, I'd be yeah, sat yeah, in front of the microphone imagine. being like, uh, I had to go to Birmingham for <laughs> yeah. something really important. Uh, I can't talk much about yeah. it. <laughs> like...
0: Well, this is the worst thing about it, because you can't tell anyone, like, Fine. you're oh, ecstatic, but you just can't say anything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, the press release will be out in three weeks. So I was like,
3: another, another three, three weeks. weeks. That's, that's
0: three months yeah, by this point. Oh My God. Point, I was dying, right? I was literally bursting at the seams. I was like, I can't keep this secret. I can't keep this secret. And for weeks, I had to basically pretend to all my mates that I was dead. So I literally just didn't reply to any messages. Why did that, why did that mean that? <laughs> I didn't reply to any messages. Just didn't do
2: anything for three weeks. Yeah. No,
0: I didn't. Didn't go out because I was like, if I get drunk, I'm going to tell somebody. Yeah. If I... oh, like, how, how are you? Are you, are you? And you're like, oh, I'm on Radio
2: One. Fucking yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah. I'll tell you
0: why. <laughs> Two pints in. Yeah, Radio One. Yeah. And actually, uh, look, then half a coke in. When I I kept the secret for like a week because I didn't even know what slot I was on. Like at this point, I just knew I was on Radio One. Oh my god! Got text a week later and they were like, "How about um, Radio One Breakfast, mm. six till ten AM?" Oh my fuck. And I was like, "That's Greg James's slot. Oh That's my. like the you biggest slot." You know when all slot. those
1: people listen to Radio One in the morning when they're driving to work,
2: like the fucking slot.
0: Oh my um, god! That yeah. oh my must
2: god. be the Because that must, I always always think of it from the manager's perspective. That period of time must be so easy to manage because no one's going to say, oh no, I don't fancy that slot. No. Do you know what I mean? Uh, But that's wild. That's amazing. The morning slot.
0: Yeah, so six till 10 on um, um, two days so I did the Monday and Tuesday the Monday was bank holiday the Tuesday was a normal day so it was Greg's like usual slow, like slot and um, I just remember being like what the hell I'm sat in for Greg James like I haven't sat in front of a microphone for 18 months <laughs> <Yeah. pumps." laughs> yeah. oh so God, yeah. then the announcement came out and I tweeted about it and Greg James was like good luck I'll be listening from 8am I was like yeah <laughs> Like, really? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I just remember the whole time from when the announcement day came out and everybody found out that I was doing it. Like everything Fucking... just went wild. Yeah, I The bear. phone went wild. The messages <laughs> were coming through. You alright? You got I'm a fun. cold. You okay? Just a little sneeze. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine. Are you sure? Yeah. That's fun. twice now. I, you
1: know, two sneezes is fine. Two sneezes is <laughs> okay. Yeah. Carry on. Lose boxing, that's <laughs> right. <Sorry. actually>. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good record, no one's gonna get that uh, good. That's gone right good. over our audiences there. Yeah. No, oh. no, it's not right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where were we like, yeah, yeah. we are talking about um,
2: Greg James tweet Twitter blown so, up phone yeah. blown up
0: yeah so on the announcement day it just went mad yeah like, mental I remember people like messaging people i had spoken to for ages like oh my god That's congratulations joining Radio 1 and I couldn't even believe in myself like at this point I was still like what the hell is happening and then as the shows got nearer and nearer and nearer mm. obviously the country was in lockdown and went back into lockdown and it was that famous Christ, 2020 yeah. Christmas where London went into Tier Four, so yeah. at some points we were like, "Am I gonna, get, am I gonna get coronavirus? Like, yeah, not yeah, be able yeah. to do oh, it? Yeah. Can you
1: imagine?
0: Is the lockdown gonna stop me going to the studios? Mm.
3: Shit,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So I couldn't do anything leading up to Christmas. Like, literally stayed at home for Fuck. like three weeks yeah. in a bubble with my mum oh at the time, and just the two of us. Like, we didn't go out or anything because I was like, I don't want to risk not doing this show. Yeah. yeah, and um, and it was all fine. Went and did the shows, and
2: Fucking hell. it's just—it's a
0: surreal experience to even say that I ever did that because it—it's
1: it, it, incredible. Like it's the pinnacle, and that's like it is literally—it's the—it's the like. Premier league of like that's what you'd want it's like getting a random trial at like Man City and just being like go do it it's like the top level isn't it exactly
0: and you will ask any radio presenter who's like aspiring to be in the industry and say like where would you want to work if you could and almost all of them would say Radio "Radio 1 yeah Yeah. yeah. and like you know you always have an idea of like oh I'd love to just be on there once even as a contributor you know even as a guest or somebody on the phone to Scott Mills you're like oh but to actually turn up and be like this is my show slot. It was the maddest thing and I think it's one of them things that i always thought, I'll have it on my bucket list as like the wildest dream mm. that you could ever have would be to do the Radio 1 breakfast show, mm. but to actually have done it. Just do that's it, crazy. It's so it's early
1: on as well, as you said, like you've like you've not really done anything for 18 months. You're no. not
2: remotely really into it and it's like all of a sudden, like you've gone from like nothing to Radio 1. It's like... Oh yeah, well, you God also went God. from being like student radio to newsreader mm. to then nothing. Like it wasn't even you went into like a broadcast post where it was like an actual like presenter post. It was newsreader, to then go jump onto the Radio Mm -hmm. 1 stuff is a wild progression. So I'm intrigued,
1: like, if you've got a four-hour show... Yeah. And again, like, you've obviously done the radio stuff with Indie Rocks as well, but, like, I've I've never, like, planned anything like that. Like, four hours in my head, like, how do you even go about thinking... What are you gonna say? What are you gonna play? Like, do you have like, that full yeah, creative yeah. control over? Like, here's that what period. I'm gonna do. Do they help? Do you like? How does that whole process of planning that four hour show work?
0: So, good question. It depends where you right? are. Like on Radio One, you do have a producer, yeah. so you have a producer and assistant producer who work with you on the show. And then um, what happens is with these sort of shows, so with this format show, it's really different to the one I did this year with Future Artists and Jack Saunders' show yeah. because. With that one, you choose all the music yourself. You know, you and the producer choose what you play and you have to come up with the ideas. But on that sort of show, you kind of can plan some silly stuff and stuff that you want to talk about. But ultimately, it relies on, like, listeners messaging in because, right. you know, engagement and people doing shout-outs and stuff is, like, really nice, and it's a really good part of Radio 1. Getting a shout-out on Radio 1 is still, like, crazy, isn't it? it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 You always think, oh, I'd love a shout-out, like, whatever. And, um, yeah, you could literally, on there, the text screen was just going mad. Like, every few seconds, there'd be a new text, like, new text, new text, and you'd be able to scroll down and see all of the people texting in. and it's fucking crazy. I never think as radio as, like, oh, there's 4 million people listening to this show I always just think I'm speaking to one person yeah. and that's all that's ever going to be interested in the yeah, show yeah, yeah. usually my mum but... <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you
2: imagine that as well
0: <laughs> so I was just thinking like well I'm just broadcasting to my mum do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but really I knew I wasn't because can you all see all these text text text. coming yeah. in yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah 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 fucking Joe Bloggs from Norfolk he's yeah. like
0: exactly and this is the thing and the four hours just flies because your adrenaline is going wild <sighs> you're walking into the 8th floor of new broadcasting house, which is where Radio One is, and you see all the lights, you see like you're on the same floor as where people like Clara Anfo, where Annie Mack, where Greg James have all been. And yeah. you just like bamboozled by it all. It just goes in the blink of an eye, like oh, that. It, it must
2: be incredible. wild. That's such a what a sick opportunity. Yeah, it's I'm just so saying, like even the thought of it's like frying my head, like the over stimulating yeah. of that situation <laughs> just my head goes
1: oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did you have because you said about how nervous you were for the demo mm. did, were you at that level of nervousness of the real show were you a bit more like this Is me now like you get a bit more like settled into it?
0: I didn't sleep the night before the show I know, I'm not because surprised. I was so scared I was going to oversleep for the breakfast show. That I was, I got this hotel and I remember listening to the rock show the night before that Nels did. So Nels Hilton did the rock show, yeah. And I remember staying up and thinking, I need to be in bed right now. This finishes yeah, at 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be up at half past three to go and get ready for this show oh it was painful painful so i barely slept i remember getting like an hour or two hours and i kept waking up seeing the time on my phone because i was so scared i was going to oversleep and miss the opportunity yeah woke up in the morning went to radio one in a taxi got there and i remember buying a slice of toast from the canteen (laughs) and i did not touch that slice of toast because i was so so nervous before it happened just couldn't Couldn't Uh, do it. uh, Couldn't stomach it. I don't know about you boys, but whenever I've got something that's happening or I'm like really nervous, I just like go into like almost a close down. I can't eat. Can't sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So nervous. But like, to be fair, even at normal
1: times, I don't, especially breakfast, like don't really eat it at all. And I'm like, as soon as there's anything going
2: on, it's just like, nope,
1: don't. Just, don't it off, just Yeah, yeah. wait. A coffee, after a coffee, I feel like espresso is. I'd I'd have like six espressos. To yeah, get I'd get
2: have a beautiful. few. I'd have a few coffees because I wouldn't have. definitely it's the sleep thing for me. Yeah, I wouldn't I have slept. slept. I would have made sure I ate. Like I would have gone for like a banana or like some fruit. Yeah, but like I would. Nah, I could I don't. I mean, I in like, the ra- in the Radio One building, like the extremity of that would be something for me if I sat there and I'm eating toast and like radio one people are cutting about me oh nah i wouldn't wouldn't, i'd struggle to stomach that for sure that's tough it obviously
0: went very well you enjoyed it it did you know i had the two days and i don't really remember too much about doing it i just remember that i loved being there and the whole experience was like it was so surreal because when you look back and think oh I've been on Radio 1. Mm. Like it's hard to process in your mind that you've actually done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's always one of those wild dreams just like, you know, being on Ant and Deck's Saturday night takeaway. Like I don't think Ant and Dec would ever think that they were going oh, to have surprise I time.
2: thought you were going wild dream and that was like one of your other wild <laughs> dreams. So that's <laughs> a hard one to crack because it does rely really on being at <laughs> court.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so it is, isn't it? Because I don't think Hunt and Deck ever thought they're gonna be the biggest TV presenters yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. Or they're never, you know, they never probably thought, oh, we're gonna present oh, I'm a celeb and it's gonna be successful. Mm. And Radio One was like up there with me as well. Yeah. Because I've never really been interested in like the fame of having my face out there on telly and stuff mm. like that. I just love radio. Mm. I don't know why. I've always loved it. I just love talking into a mic. I love like supporting new artists, I love shouting people out I love talking to people and having interview Mm. situations and stuff Mm. and I just I don't know why but it was always one of those things I thought was so out of reach
3: yeah
0: always
1: well I mean it it is in a sense like it is one of those things where like you've had the opportunity and made the most of it and that's incredible but there'll be thousands and thousands of people who get into radio that never get near an opportunity to be a radio one like it is one of the things that is out of reach for 99% of the people that go into doing it so like it is that like you can't even imagine it being that thing that you actually get there and it? it's mm. like it's just insane it's
0: so mad so mad and then you know after it all happens and you go back to your day job because I remember back then 12 months ago I was still working in the studio. there's no
1: junior. windows everyone's freezing <laughs> there's yeah, they're sat there shivering <laughs> the student has been robbed yeah. every night that it's week January no wears a double glazing Kerry <laughs> fucking hell yeah. she fucked it off
0: <laughs> I was sacked it I was sacked it I went back to work on January the 6th after Doing Radio 1 at Christmas Mad. to my job at the Students' Union. And I remember being sat there because I was working from home at the time, being sat there on the morning. And I don't think I've ever felt such a big crash. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I from bet. being
0: on that to and then having to go that. back to my day job, my nine yeah. to five, I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do now? Because I didn't have any radio at the time. I wasn't even doing community radio. I wasn't doing any form of radio whatsoever. Mm. So I remember just thinking, shit, what do I do now? Like, I've been on Radio 1 and I don't have anything in the pipeline. Mm. Like, how Mm. am I ever going to get back there? How am I ever going to be on air again? I just couldn't see it. And I just remember, like, feeling like, that's it. I did it for two days. It was great and that's that that'll yeah, be it yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. like
1: gold medal syndrome isn't it of like it it's a big thing of like people if you work like uh, people work their entire lives to get like a gold medal and then you get it and it's amazing for a day and the next day you're like well, done what the, the fuck what's do next? I do now yeah, what's next? Like, I've done that like you focus everything and then it's like oh, I've done that and then it's like shit what is like the next step it's a uh,
0: I would love to win a gold medal. To be fair, that would be. That's oh, it.
1: That's the next one then.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Next one is gold <laughs> medal. Swimming. Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't
2: know you why I win can a gold medal. What would you
0: do? What would be sport? My sport. I was always quite good at the discus at school. Oh, amazing. I was always a decent discus. Wow. Uh, That's Yeah, really it is, isn't it? That's a small field. I can't
1: get behind. You have to like hold it. You hold it weird, don't you? Yeah, you have, to,
0: like, hold you have to like hold it, it over the top. It's like a Greek style yeah, technique, isn't it? And then you release it like after swinging round. It's of a weird one. Yeah, it's, um, that's a niche thing. I wouldn't be very good at javelin, though. I remember knocking myself out of school and having to be sent home once because I smacked myself in the back of the head with a javelin. How did you even do that? I released it, like chucked it up in the air and the back of the javelin, the tail end smacked me in the head oh my and I just God. hit the deck <laughs> and I was gone. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm just picturing being in that class and you do that and just being like, what the fuck
2: is Kerry just done? Oh my God. <laughs> I really wanted to take it back. I really wanted to take it back to, really to, to do the show this year, but I couldn't. I just. <laughs> yeah. You I'll said done that, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, wait, come on, story time." What yeah. the fuck? Uh, that's amazing. outrageous! Don't give her a shot,
1: but whatever you do, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <I> um, <laughs> can't get an radius of you. It's so bad. God.
0: Honestly, the only sport that I've ever been good at is football. Honestly, <sighs> that's outrageous. Right, only that's good, sport though. that I'm good at.
1: Maybe you will do the Premier League as well then.
0: Maybe anything is know. possible. Done radio seven. one now. WSL next.
1: <laughs> why not you want Can't to put it back to the radio do you yeah, yeah I, want <laughs> right, <fair> <laughs> I want to put it back to this year
2: I want to put it back to this year because obviously you're saying you've always kind of been interested in finding new artists yeah this year specifically must have been really important for you like A getting the job in Northampton the introducing stuff but also then going and covering Jack Saunders' show Talking through the, the the introducing post at Northampton, I
0: remember thinking, "I'm a fraud." Like, I remember <laughs> Imposter that, yeah, syndrome sets yeah, it in, does it? Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Like, whenever you get an opportunity like that, sometimes you just think shit, I'm not cut out for this job. Yeah, I like, yeah, like, yeah, like, bullshitted my way
1: here and now I'm here and I don't want to be here. Like, it's
0: a, yeah. And I remember for weeks on end, I had, I could barely sleep when I knew I got the introducing job. It should have been the happiest time. Yeah. yeah. But I just thought, oh my God, what if I balls up this music scene? What if nobody <laughs> listens to what I say about the scene? Like, I knew the music inside out. Like yeah, yeah. And I could talk about why I like certain songs so well, but... I was just like, it's different, isn't it? Because Lau had been in that job for 10 years. Mm. He was a legend in the local scene. Everybody knew who he was. And I was coming into it and I was just sat there thinking, nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to take me seriously. Like obviously being Punjabi as well. Mm. I don't know anyone in radio who is doing mainstream music, who is the same heritage as me. Like being Punjabi, like from a family where my dad is like really, really religious. And he's, he's a Sikh basically. And, um, so music and these sort of jobs were never really jobs that we were mm, allowed mm. to do like so to do the job I was like nobody's going to respect me nobody's going to care what I say about music nobody's going to mm. like think I know what I'm talking about and then the announcement came out and I remember thinking to myself no nope, I'm still a fraud still a fraud still a fraud and then I had to do the first show, which was the Live Lounge competition, which was finding new talent from across the country. So like fifteen thousand people entered oh the competition. That's so, big. Yeah, yeah. so many, yeah. They picked one to perform in the Live Lounge for Clara Amfo and Gemma Bradley at Radio One. Oh, who was that? Uh, Bonnie Kemplay. Yeah, I was remember Scottish. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she—that um, was my first ever live show. So my show was literally on a Friday night, a Live Lounge introducing special. And I remember the show going live at the time, and me thinking people are going to think oh, I'm so shit. Like, <laughs> that's then, crazy. And I knew how many people had applied for that job, yeah. and I knew like if the show wasn't good, got two
2: hundred people listening, be like, I've done that. Yeah, then. yeah. I'll, yeah. Be, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very, I'll be yeah. very truthful.
0: It was though. It was a case of like, you know, in my mind, I was thinking people aren't going to think I'm very good. Like, yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. to be it. And then I did the show. And then I did another show and another show, and it just started to come it together. Your job, you get yeah. the swing rhythm, of it, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Amazing. I think the one thing that I'm really proud of about the Northampton music scene is that we already knew it was diverse. We already knew that every genre has little pockets of people who are doing fantastically. But over the last 10 months, it's just I've seen so many more new uploaders and so many more new faces to the scene. And, you know, people are getting opportunities who maybe hadn't been on the scene 12 months before. And it's just really great to see how it's growing. And now we're at the point, you know, where the pandemic really hit and people couldn't have those opportunities of performing Mm. live Mm. in places. And now we've got so many artists like ready to just blow up and like keep growing and growing and yeah. growing and it's just so great to see how it's gone over the last 10 months that have been on the show and how we've kind of grown out of that pandemic stage and now we're starting to move into the next phase which mm. is you know seeing people live seeing people thrive and get their national plays as well like that's so special i think that's probably one of my favorite things about the job seeing people sending their first song to us and seeing them at the very start. Yeah. Mm. And then seeing them grow and grow and grow There's and keep better. lifting. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just the best experience ever. And I think that's the most rewarding part of the job. Like I can
2: imagine.
0: I think a lot of the time like being in radio, people think, oh, you do it because you like talking. But actually, my voice just carries the Saturday night show at the end of the mm. day. Like, there could be, you know, any voice on there, but it's about the artist. Yeah, and yeah. that's the most special thing to me. That, that's what I love so much about the show. And people message in, and people will say, Oh, I discovered this artist through your show. Or like, an artist will say, I'm collabing with another artist now who I heard on your show for the first mm. time. And that for me is like the peak of the job, you know, yeah, the best amazing. part of the whole thing. Do you, so, do you
1: yeah. feel like a certain sense of like responsibility a little bit now? Because- 'Cause like obviously for a lot of local art like if you if you were starting up locally, the goal would be to to get on your show. Like there are people out there that when you play them, mm. that's their like that's their moment. That's yeah. their like, oh, let's get around and have a drink. This is amazing. We're on Booms introducing in Northampton. Like yeah. you can kind of create those moments. So is it do you kind of think of it as a bit of a responsibility is it just like you just do what you do and that's like
0: It's hard to say because I love giving those first plays to people. Mm. Like there's nothing more special than discovering someone who's just a gem. And you're like, where Mm. the fuck have you been hiding? Like, where have you been? And, you know, giving them the first plays. And I know how important it is, though, because, you know, you have a goal. Like, say your goal is to get played on local radio and you achieve it. Then the next goal might be to get played on national radio. But sometimes it's about... Managing that and getting yourself in a consistent place where you're releasing good song after good song after good song to build up so that you can be played on national radio, Mm. because you know getting played on national radio it's a whole new gravy, isn't it? Like getting played on Radio
1: One, it's everything. Yeah, it's everything.
0: It's what artists dream about, you know, to be able to have their music heard by loads of people. So it's about taking that momentum and using it in the right way. And I think like you know sometimes you might get one play and then somebody might aim to get played on national radio next, but it's about growth, isn't like, it? Like yeah, whole it's way progression, through. progression.
1: Conquer this bit before you move on a little yeah. bit. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I and get that.
0: there is that level of responsibility with the job in that you don't want to push somebody too fast and then them not do well because you've pushed them too hard too fast. Yeah. Um, so it is about that sometimes, managing expectations and saying, right... Build up a good catalogue. Show you can do a 25-minute set at a festival. Mm. You know, show you can deliver and perform your set Mm. well and your tracks well and you know them inside out. And the last few years have just been different, haven't they? Like, people haven't had that time to learn. Um, So, yeah, it's just... It is a bit of responsibility, Mm. but at the same time, it's like... It's, it's a nice feeling as well yeah. to know that you can discover somebody and then they can just keep going and growing it's yeah sick it's, it's the sick. best
2: thing about what we do is finding people at such a small part whether it's mm. local or not like luckily we obviously we're very we're specific to one like genre yeah. but we do end up countrywide like it's almost like national in a sense but obviously because of where we are we are really in touch with the scene so it's like, it's one of the ones you see. You grab someone that's new and they're, you know, it's their first song they've ever released and you found it. And you're like, fucking amazing. And then they get to become something so much bigger from that first, like, from that first exactly. couple of tracks that they release. And you're just like, yeah, man, like, I'm glad we supported them from early doors. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's such a good feeling that you're like, right, this is. This was one of our picks last year, or this was like someone that I really wanted to make sure that Mm. we saw out there. And I think that is just doing stuff like what we both do is like it's that sort of thing. It's just so rewarding, isn't it?
0: It is, and you look at like the Wet Leg effect of twenty twenty one. Nobody had heard of Wet Leg twelve months ago, but they they uploaded a track to introducing in in Solent uh, because they're from the Isle of Wight, and six months later, they're possibly like one of the biggest bands around at the moment. My mum likes wet leg and I like wet leg and I think this is the first time where a band has come along and they've grown rapidly, but your parents could like it as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's so special about it. But they came through introducing in Solent, and now they're huge. You know, they can run around singing about Sound songs
1: off. about Shays Longs and Wet Dreams. Yeah. Like, you like, it's amazing. They, they should they love it. Love, <laughs> but it's fucking perfect. I love them so much. It's so, the so, so girls good. girls'
0: references yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah, so but good. They're
1: just like, they are absolutely smashing. But that must be sorry for you, because, like, like, I think we're both intrigued on like, the process. Like, obviously, yeah. you get like actual applications through to BBC Introducing. Yeah. So do you sit and listen to everything that comes in? Yeah. Or is it like no. a little bit more filtered or you hear everything that gets uploaded to beauty Northampton, Northampton, you will hear at some point?
0: Yeah. So we listen to everything that comes through on the uploader. Like absolutely everything, regardless of what it is, we'll mm. listen to it. And because Connor works on the show with me, he's a second pair of ears. So like yeah. everything will go through two sets of ears. So like if I think something's really good... I'll say to Connor, I think this is good. What do you think? Or if he thinks something's really good, he's like, oh, this is really good. And, you know, we might find a track every so often that we're like, have we both slept on this? Like, And it's always nice because we've always got that, set of ears and he's got yeah. different tastes to me like mm. he's a drum and bass DJ and he's been doing that since he was like 12 13 he's been playing in clubs Amazing. since he was that young oh, and no, his dad sick. used to have to take him along to clubs and oh all, God, all that stuff <laughs> so, and um so he's really into that and it's great because drum and bass is coming back now into yeah, the mainstream yeah, like so focused like you see people like near archives and people like that coming in now piri and tommy mm. and they've all got those drum and bass undertones and he is he's obviously like drum and bass through and through. Mm. Um, and then I have more of a background in indie music, alt music. That was why yeah. I started in, but then I moved in stuff like grime, I moved in stuff like pop, and now I just love like DIY pop as yeah, well. Like, yeah, that's a big yeah, thing. Like I'm, like, yes. Um, and it's nice because we have different tastes but I can always appreciate why somebody will like something. So if it's not like to my personal taste, I always know somebody else is going to appreciate this or somebody's going to like this. So I can see why and how it's Mm. good. Like I always look for the potential in a track, you know, when I just trust my ears and think, I can hear an element of this that is yeah, like yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I think that, that's that's the really difficult
1: quality because I think like even now where we are in our position, like we get sent a lot of music mm. by random a lot of random people. And it's quite cause you, I think you, you get stuck in a bit of a lot of this is gonna be shit. But like, yeah. I think like that's I'm, admittedly, like I'll be honest, if we get emails from random PR people all the time, the same people, every single day, three times a day, stuff, and you're like you're kind of in the mindset of like and this, I, I, this I, I, is all going to be shit the majority <laughs> really? of it
2: is from there a from lot of it is the really people bad. that we have on their on their list but
1: then it's kind of like right. being in that mindset of like it's that like mining for gold and that when yeah. something does come that's good, it's quite easy to be like, even though it is good, to just be like, it's probably shit. I don't know. It's quite mm. hard. Like, And mm. I think sometimes like we've listened to music before. People have said it's music. And I've listened to it and I'm like, oh, it's shit. And then they've like messaged again with like another new song or something. And I've listened yeah. to that. And I've been like, that's oh, right. that's okay. Then gone back to the first song, i like, actually, that sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> good. And then this is a new one again. And then I've done a third song and I'm like, that's good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's all good and you kind of switch your mindset on people a little bit. Like, it takes a few listens. It takes time. I said even, like, mood. Like, I'll be in a bad mood and listen to a song, and like, shit, fuck off. And then I'll be in a mood of, like, music, and <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, that's good. It could, it could have been the same 100%. song. You could have just You're said like it to us at the right ring. time. hundred yeah, percent. Like, it changes it. But, like, that's fine for what we do, because we'll talk about who we want to talk about, and we'll do whatever. But for, like, for you, it's almost, again, that extra layer of, like, you've got to make that split second decision correctly because, yeah. and that's quite hard. Like I don't think like that's hard for us to do. I'd be like, I'm going to listen to it a few times. I'm going to listen to a few different songs, but you've got to be like 30 seconds in. It's almost like, okay, what we're doing with this. So do you find that hard or have you just really got that ear in for it now?
0: I think I will listen to everything through twice. Mm, I listen to everything twice, see how I feel about it and then I'll try and split it up. So like first listen, I'll have like an instant opinion. I might write something down that I think about the track straight Mm. away and I'll come back to it later on and then be like, Do I still feel that way about Mm -hmm. it? Could I imagine myself, like, doing day-to-day tasks to it? Like, could I imagine this person at a festival? Could I imagine seeing this here, there and everywhere? Do you know what I mean? It's always like... Yeah, that's really good. I always think about it, but... It's, it's a tough one with listening because like like you say, you can be in a really bad mood and be like, right, now nope, turning that off, yeah. not in the mood, yeah, 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 but you have to get yourself out of that mindset. And I think, I think that's what I was talking about earlier with the consistency stuff, like seeing artists consistently uploading good music is brilliant yeah. because you're like, you know, something's going to come through and you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I think when an artist gets to that point, you're like, yes, like, they're ready to yeah. move on to the next stage, yeah. whatever that may be. And But those first few listens, they're, they're really crucial, but I try not to form an opinion until I've heard it twice. I like that. Um, yeah, that's a good idea, At least. And then even then, if I can see potential in it, say if I'm a bit like uncertain, so I listen to something and I've trusted my ears and I think it's okay, I sometimes, me and Connor will sometimes chat about it and be like, what did you like about it? do you think like somebody who was into this would like this? Like yeah, There's certain yeah, yeah. elements of like, yeah. how was the production? Is the vocal good? Like, yeah. what's hit? what could be added? And sometimes, you know, people have messaged and been like, what do you think of my track? Yeah. And I've fed back to them what I think of their track, and they've gone away, and they've given it almost a facelift, and they've come yeah. back, and it's like, yes. Yeah,
1: like, it is. That's, yeah, exactly. that's, amazing. Yeah, that's what it's all about. But
0: maybe, it is yeah. trust in your ears. And yeah. like you say, like, your mood and stuff can always define it. So yeah. I always now... Force myself like it's kind of the Spotify effects so of some days. I'll click on playlists that I probably like would never just ordinary search. Mm. And I'll just listen to every track and like force myself to concentrate yeah, for like yeah. burst periods. So, like I'll listen to half an hour of solid track, track after track after track. Mm, yeah. Stop and then listen to another half an hour later on in the day yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it always does it for me. Like I can focus for a certain period of time, but after a while, everything starts to mash into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's an interesting That's process. Really interesting. it is. But like you say, like it's you know it's every genre as well, isn't it? It's like being across everything. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what comes into the inbox, you've kind of got to be on top of I right can't imagine that. Like, I can't. We no. get
1: all, all the indie stuff obviously, but like if someone then sent in like a grime track, I'd just be like I don't even <laughs> yeah. know it, I don't even <laughs> know, <laughs> know how to I'm too, afraid uh, it's so not on that level now. Like it's <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, yeah. so moved on. But like that's yeah, it's another Insane element. I'm, uh, I'm conscious of time. I feel like we both. Oh, guys, are I've got so unbearably interested. Yeah. I think obviously we want to get onto radio on this year.
2: But yeah, no, that's what I was go, on. What we're on now. Well, no, what I was gonna say was how I was gonna try. Oh, Amazing, perfect I, I had perfect. a segue. I was waiting. Is, I was waiting, the I was the waiting for the space. It's not our first episode, is <laughs> it? No, what I was <laughs> gonna say is I. have that is all, when it comes on to like a, like a local level, it's something that's quite obtainable and quite achievable in that regard, potentially. But when you were doing it as a national level, mm. this Christmas was my segue across. What was that period like? How was that for you working, covering Jack on show, covering that period? Because it's so much... So much broader,
0: yeah. It was a really interesting experience, and it was one that I really actually enjoyed because, like you say, Northampton is quite a small scene compared to your Londons, your Manchesters. Yeah, yeah. But when you take that whole wad of the UK, and then you've got American artists, you've got Canadian artists uploading yes. their music and sending it in and stuff, it's it's a whole different kettle of fish, mm. isn't it? Because you will get hundreds of really good tracks in, but you have to choose the God, best of the best, mad. like, yeah. And um, the real challenge, actually, was that Show 3 of the Radio 1 stint I did this year... Um, I actually let the listeners, the fan club, decide what they wanted to listen oh, cool, to. Cool, and yeah. the real challenge for me is that I didn't know what was going to come out, so I would have to listen to the track, decide what I wanted to say about it, and why I liked it uh, in the moment. Yeah, in yeah. the moment while yeah, it was playing, cool. and it was that was the biggest challenge for me ad libbing it and being able to actually just talk about it off the bat, like yeah. you know, because you can prepare all you want, but when you love something or you're passionate about something, you can just do it. Yeah, 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 100%. And um, that was the biggest challenge for me because I didn't know what was coming. Yeah, of
3: course.
0: They could have picked an artist that I'd never heard of, for example, and then what am I going to do? I'm going to have to say what I like about it. And that didn't actually, I think one of the artists that I'd heard a few tracks from, but I um, hadn't heard the tracks that had been picked. So I remember at the time listening to the track through and being like, what am I going to say about this? Because I really like this track and like, I think it was like a shoegazy kind of pop vibe and Mm. had like a slight indie twang to it. And I just thought, yes, like this track is sick. um, But what would I say about it? And if I wanted somebody else to go and listen to it, what would I say? Yeah. And that was a real challenge for me. But um, the other two shows, like I got the opportunity to play Northampton artists on Radio on the Future so Eyes, sick. which was sick. Yeah,
1: that's quality.
0: And um, yeah, that was really special. But yeah, the whole experience of doing that, you just have a different level of like selection.
3: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, you know, I know in, North, in the Northampton scene, like if somebody's going to release music, they'll tell me if they're going to put it out.
3: Yeah, yeah. They'll tell
0: me in advance that it's coming out, they're going to upload it, when's the best time to upload it. But, like, having everything to choose from is mad. Like, you guys... You Obviously, work within indie and you know, people send you indie music and stuff, but like to actually have everything for everything, all yeah. co- whole
1: co- <laughs> yeah. I can't like
2: that's amazing. Like, yeah, that's unbelievable. Such a so much, yeah. so much music at the moment, especially because yeah. everyone's had that lockdown period where they're, they're all making stuff, they're all doing things, so it's there's so much more than There probably was potentially before mm. lockdown now,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, crazy. i like, I said about the
2: responsibility on the local stuff, but on that, like, if for you to play that on that show
1: that that can make or break people's careers so that is literally like if you pick someone out all of a sudden that can really change their whole whether it's only their perspective or whether it's everyone else's like you can really make a big difference to that person by just playing them one time like it's it's an insane thing to me that like you have that responsibility and like, I feel amazing but also
0: like <laughs> quite stressful it's a bit mad you know when you think about it like that because I just think about it as I'm playing a song that I really like by an artist that I really support yeah and it's, you don't actually think about maybe the impact that it might have, but I just always think, oh, I'd love them to go on to bigger things. I'd yeah. love them to go to the next level and to help them get there and just be a really small part of that journey. Mm. It's just such a special thing. Yeah. It's like I
1: remember when SARpa first came on the podcast. Yeah. And we spoke to them about Jack Saunders playing them for about 20 minutes because like to us that's it was like a massive. It's a huge. it was one of the biggest things they've achieved it was massive like we were like what was that like and we spoke about the moment they found out the moment they listened to it the moment that you know they told their family they'd been on it and like what that meant for them and like it was even on our podcast that's like that's like a good section of like their career as musicians has built to a point of him playing them once in that show That's like, huge you know yeah. now they've you know they've progressed to a place where you know he's playing but it's like that even at that point that was everything to them that they'd been playing a radio on Radio 1 so that is like and that's a band that are incredible but like you hold that kind of power to like make someone's career in that sense it's an insane thing so really strange
0: is. to think about it like that as well because yeah. like as somebody who plays new artists and stuff and and has had that opportunity to be in that position i think the thing for me was that i just loved everything that i chose like, yeah. i yeah, just loved just everything i was it, playing yeah. and the challenge on the third day like i said was because i just didn't know what was coming yeah but uh, um you just i don't think you ever think about it like that i think you just think i'm playing music i'm going to tell people why they should listen to it and that's that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you always hope like, oh yeah, future artists is like where an artist will get played. Yeah. And then they'll go on to the main station at of Radio course. 1 and be played. Mm, but yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a mad experience. Just Incredible. think about it. But this
2: meant, Would you be able to do that as regular as Jack Saunders does, do you think? Or do you think it was it? Was it, going uh, for his job? Jack's... you're going. You're taking his role.
0: <laughs> well, we did go to the same student radio station. Well, there you go.
2: <laughs> there you go. It's there to be taken.
0: No, I th- I think Jack has a really fantastic hold on everything he plays. Like he's mm. so passionate about everything. Yeah. His music sales are unreal. He does it every day. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it, it really is a dream, isn't it, to be able to support new artists day oh. in, day out on a platform like that? But I just love the way he is like I just love the way he sells music and you know he always makes you think oh am I missing out on something by not listening to this artist and I always think that's the most special thing about being on a new music show like that so I think one day I'd I'd hope to be on something like that and do that um but I like I say I I love working in the Northampton music scene like at the moment and I'm hoping that in the next couple of years it'll just keep growing and growing and growing you know and like I said to you earlier if i only ever just stay on introducing them for however long and however long like i'm the best person for the job sort of thing and yeah, however yeah, yeah. long i can be passionate about mm. artists in the area and keep pushing them forward then that would be great for me yeah, that's that would quality. honestly be it like that's good
2: that's good i think that it's one of them ones where like you kind of you can see that there is that progression there to be made like you can you can get there if you wanted to but you are you are happy in this scene and i think mm. that's amazing like it's a lot a lot of people a lot of people would be so grateful to be in your position it's like one of the ones where you are like this is my spot and I love it and I love where I am and I I think that's really good to see
0: it's like with the co and stuff you know like finding them and getting to play them and stuff and to support them and they were so grateful for that Radio 1 play on Future Artists I finished Mm. my show with Sunstruck which is so wild wild good choice and it was so special to get to play them because Mm. they've been grinding and grinding and grinding for years and they're a fantastic set of lads like they're absolutely hilarious and to give them that opportunity to be played there on that platform was just incredible incredible. it's one of the best experiences ever and I think that's that was one of the special things about Christmas and I think that's one thing that I'll always remember like getting those opportunities to play people like Kinships as well another example fantastic like indie old electronica band and they'd never been played on a national platform before to get to take them there was so special and to actually share them with other people and people be like oh my god I've made a playlist of the tracks that you chose (sighs) so so special yeah Yeah.
2: and it's such a high energy show as well that whole period is crazy it It is (laughs) like the the energy like that you put out over Christmas and that Jack puts out every fucking day it blows my mind and I think that's that's another thing that you just like that is it's just a different world isn't it it's just a completely different world
0: it's a really weird thing because some people say I'm a bit too shouty on the radio sometimes because I, d- I am quite an energetic really? person naturally yeah. Um, but yeah I, I do speak very quickly and people are always like you speak too quickly oh, all the no. time
2: I also <laughs> think though no, that's potentially a local thing of being like uh, Northamptonshire because the scene is now blowing up music and live and up and coming stuff is now becoming a bit more of a thing i yeah. think it, like they're not expecting someone to be loud and shouty and to oh, be it's energetic about it and, be, and actually love the scene and be like this is what we're about this is what's happening and it's and you get into that point now where it's having that energy and having that enthusiasm about the scene sells the scene to the listener and i think mm. that is it's fucking key. It's I, key. Yeah, to I think it's, it. it's
1: everything. Like, I, you know, I'm speaking for I don't listen to the radio a lot. To be fair, like, yeah. if I'm honest, I don't. And the one thing I do do like now with BBC Sounds, which is class because I go back and listen to like Jack shows and shows that I see, and I'm like, i going back and listen to them. But like, you want it to be like an entertaining
0: mm. process. Now,
1: I yeah. think that like you don't want it to be someone just quietly slowly talking through what they're doing you want it to be like come on let's you know especially with the new music stuff it is as you say it's like your job is to hype up these people and get people to be like this is exciting so how could you not do that if you're not excited about it and if you're genuinely excited you're going to be talking quickly and being like this is amazing let's listen to it let's get into it come on like it's like that that's everything for me about part of it so it's
0: like you guys were saying earlier you know there's so much new music out now like why should I listen to this song? And you've only got 40 seconds to explain why a person should listen to the song. So you've got to make the most of it and get out the words that you want to get out. And I think that's the thing. Like, when... I remember when I started on the show, people were like, what the hell? You are so energetic. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and, I am. <laughs> yeah, and I think people often think, because I'm a girl as well, that I'm going to be a bit more meek and a bit more toned no, down about what is. I'm doing. But I'm like, no, hello. And that's how you've Come got on. to be. And yeah, I, think I,
2: love it, I just think it's great. I think that the whole enthusiasm selling the scene, and especially in Northamptonshire as well, this scene is fucking thriving Mm. it's thriving now there's so much coming out there's bands popping up all over the shop and I just think it's I don't know, I think you're doing a really important job in this in this in this area. Smash this I like fucking just as an appreciation <laughs> thing. Like yeah, you are. you're fucking killing it. And especially taking it to the national radio and taking local people to the national radio. Yeah, I think it's, it's something that's fucking important. And I yeah. think it's quality.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad boys. And you know, listening to you guys do your podcast. like I listen to your podcast quite a bit and getting you. to Hear you interviewing bands from all around the UK. Like, I think what you guys are doing is so important as well because you are chatting to them and having that deeper conversation. Like, Mm. say if I've only got 10 minutes on the radio to chat to somebody, you're, like, delving into more about them. Like, I really enjoyed the SAPRA episode and No Mm. Girl as well. And listening to artists like that and getting to know them, I think, is so important now because you've got to it's almost like in music now, you've got to be kind of good at everything. Like when we only had the online platforms, people had to put their face out there. And at the same time, their music out there. And, you know, people were looking for something different. People wanted to be excited. So yeah, it's really important. But even with my show, like, people have to send me music for it to work and Mm. people have to listen to that music for it to work as well. So, to be honest, like I said, my voice is the least important thing about it. Like, the music and the people actually taking and consuming that music are the most important things about the show. And as long as there's that enthusiasm and that, like, fire for it, then I'll stay in the job. But if there was ever a time where I was just sat there like... Yes, so that mm. was then. I think yeah. I'd know it was time yeah, for yeah. me to go. Of do you course. know what I
1: mean? So, 100%. yeah, I like that, and that's a good message. Any band out here that is local, send your music to Kerry because she listens to every single one. We've had which that. Which fucking blows my mind. My <laughs> mind. <laughs> like, that's,
2: that's fucking and crazy. Look, that's
1: the opportunity. That's the pathway. Get on there, as you say, nurture, build, improve. Get on to nationals. It's it's the pathway. It's uh, it's the thing to do. And, to and
2: even and even if you're not listening from Northamptonshire like you yeah, will, like, you, will have a, you will have a you will have a local yeah, like... in, you will have a local introducing scene that is just as thriving but but maybe not quite as thriving yeah, it's but deep, it's there, nice. is, <laughs> is, is there do you know what I mean you gotta be there and you gotta put it it's one of them ones you actually do have to be in it to win it
0: yeah you do and I think
2: that's and that's something that like I find quite nice about what we do is that we have we, we do have a plethora of like wherever and whatever do you know what I mean so you can pick and choose do you know what I mean Whereas like you've got to have it sent to you. And that's, yeah. It's got to be on your books. Whereas... So if you're not sending it in, it's not in played. No, and exactly. That's wild. That, 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 and that's wild. And I think that's like... I don't know whether people actually realise that. That they have, they have to say... Like it's a... Like, literal requirement.
0: It is, exactly, to send it in. But there have been times where I've actually poached people who aren't sending their music in and been like, yo, why are you not sending your music to me? And there's also people who are loosely connected to the music scene because if you've got a connection to the area, even if you're not living there you can still be played on my show. So like quite often, I'll take artists who live in London, but are from Northampton or live in Manchester, are from Northampton and I'll play them on the show because they're still part of our scene. And I think that's really important. Like right now, we've got say four or five artists who live in Manchester, but they are still making fantastic music and they need support in that yeah. music needs to be heard and they're from Northamptons and I think that's so important as well and we spoke know?
1: about this before as well um, I don't know who it was that were speaking about it but about the, the way the introduction works and like, obviously that's that's the most beneficial thing that can happen because if you're trying to make it in Manchester even if you get played as much as possible there getting your reach down here is like that's a whole different kettle of fish so like getting doing like are? playing people from other places is more beneficial if anything because yeah. if you play you know a Saipa salpa hope a lot of people who are into the scene in Northampton will know about them. Yeah. But Sab for example, being played somewhere else or Kovacet's being played here. They say in Manchester, they're probably more well-known. But here, it's like people might not realise and might not have heard of them. So being able to be like, here they are. It doesn't matter. They're not technically currently living in Northampton. It's like... Yeah, you know, he's from Northampton. They've got a link, and they're fucking amazing. Let's get them out to ears that probably wouldn't have heard them. Like that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? It's the it, most is. Way it, it is. It
0: so. is. And you, you know, you got to appreciate the people who were part of the scene, maybe moved away. Because let's be honest, Northampton is not where everybody dreams of living. No. That's like how many people say why what anybody.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where, where else would you live? <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> <Where> else <would laughs> anywhere else. All yeah.
0: I heard is, oh, it's really cheap for commuters to go to London and Birmingham. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, no, I think too that's too what they're anymore. playing on. I mean, mean, the only
2: reason Wellingborough was built was because it was a community town
0: It's mad. And, you know, to, like, actually live here and, like, be from here, I think Mm. it's really important to kind of remember those roots as well, like, because people often think, oh, well, people, there's not many famous people from Northampton around, but actually, if you look into it, there are. Like, Tom York was born in Wallenborough. Yeah, Mad.
2: Yeah, Matt. I know. It's stupid. Like there is, there is people that have come from this place. They've all fucked off. But <laughs>
0: they were <laughs> they, here. They, they, they were like Alan point, Carr. Alan
2: exactly. Carr is literally from like Shambrook Way. Yeah. So exactly. it's like it's you know you get to this point where there is people from the scene and you've got to be proud of it to some in some ways. You know, it's like I mean?
1: Alfie Templeman. I'm shotgunning him as ours, and uh, he's going to be in <laughs> yeah, here he at is. some point oh, soon Yeah.
2: Th- th- like come on, man. Alfie Templeman. Can we Tom talk Gremlin. to Alfie?
1: Have you spoke- ever spoken to Alfie? never spoken no. to Alfie well, let sort out come he, on Alfie he, yeah. he, he follows us and he's never been here and likes and our he, like, shit he'd,
2: he'd enjoy it come but on just ignores this is our fucking yeah, messages is. oh uh, the other one alright we're, we're making pleas Jack fucking Saunders right he Kerry's wasn't available
0: here. so I'm here
2: <laughs> yeah. so, no 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 hang on right pull up my chair a little bit we met you at Live at Leeds he did promise to come on <laughs> he promised
1: he to come on he, he ignored me <laughs> and right. he's now ignoring the messages oh, I, said, I said Jack the thing is if I DM you you'll ignore me and he. I promise I won't and then I DM'd him and then he ignored me you know so what you need
0: to do listen you need to go to his feedback Friday and just, <laughs> just spam just, yeah.
1: just, just spam Twitter. Po- Imagine he brings one up and it's a podcast. It's it's a- hard on. This song's <laughs> two hours
2: long. What oh my fuck? God, yeah. maybe we do that. Yeah, we should and do we that. And we just title it like a track and a name. Yeah. <laughs> or
1: this song we're going to make that Kerry's going to play, but then get it big enough that Jack
2: then plays it and then we're like, oh,
1: it was that all time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah end end just to get a ploy on you on a podcast <laughs> that you fucking sit. I'm not going through that type of effort, Joe. Right?
0: <laughs> oh. it's, um, it's the middle eight of the song
2: gonna
3: be Jack Saunders. Yeah. Listen
2: to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Saunders some Saunders backwards, Jack, Jack, backwards. Jack. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna spin it round nah, like the old Beatle thing. At some <laughs> point before the summer, Jack's gonna be here. 100%. Sat in this You'll love it. He'll love it. He'll see it.
1: He'll love
2: it. He'll love it. We'll take him out in Northampton after. <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> no, we'll take him out in Wellabra, that's what we're we'll talking oh we'll you in
2: Imagine <laughs> taking him out in my colour. He'll love it. Jack
0: Saunders in NBs. Oh, we'll start another black Prince Oh We'll start in Black
2: Prince, then we'll go Gary Baldy. And oh. then we'll do the trek from the Baldy to MBS to finish the night that's, where we... That's the pilgrimage. The then, pilgrimage in yeah. Northampton. on
0: the Sunday, you're taking for a roast at the lamplighter to a yeah. couple no, See,
2: there you go. That's Come the on. plan. It's there. it's there. It's there. Yeah.
0: You know You know. what's,
2: know what's going to happen when you get here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will. I'm happen. sure I can find a sofa for you to sleep yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> very long, tall sofa to sleep on. Oh, oh Christ. Dear. Well rounding up the show we've taken up so much of your time already so much of your time already (laughs) at the end of our show we always shout out a band that we think deserves uh, or an artist in normally in the indie scene that needs a little bit more respect or hasn't really been listened to as much or needs to be kind of shouted out to people to kind of like follow listen to get into who would you suggest to the listeners
0: well, you guys already know that I love Logo, I love Sapa, I love the Covers. Um, but I'm actually going to say that in our scene, I do think Rolling Thunder and Bloody Bath, yes. both of them need a shout out individually yes. because they're both fantastic in their own ways. percent. And yeah, I just think they're both young bands that are really going to come up and do their thing. And they've already crafted and honed well, honed their sound. Mm. So I think it's just a case of going to play their music now and streaming their music and I getting that like energy it.
1: I love that. I I think, like Bloody Bath, we don't know as well. I'm definitely on the list to come in here. We don't know them as well.
2: Rolling Thunder. I just did you listen to the episode just before Christmas?
1: I did.
2: Fucking. They're just
1: they're (laughs) the the funniest fucking lads. They're so much fun. Like we've been out with them loads of times now, and generally, like like now, their music is really it's. Genuinely fucking good. Like, that come back again is one of my tracks of last year. I, I was obsessed with it, I listened to it so much. And like their release releasing music that is generally of a really high quality and I quite like their attitude that like they're not really ass Like you're yeah. saying, like, it's really good, you should do this, you should do that, and they're like, Yeah, we're just having fun then, aren't we? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah but lads, it. I'm pissed off for you, like, come
0: on, let's get on this. And they're like, Yeah,
1: we're just having a good time. And it's I'm very, like amazing. Um, I love yard
0: it. That, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just yeah. doing it for a laugh. And I'm
1: like, Well yeah, but like if you push this and they're like, Yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> we just love the we love the crack and I just think that if anything, that's their like that's their real like Selling sort point. Of USP of the yeah. like, like, you know, they're here to have a good time. Their music's really backing it up. So amazing. I love oh. them so much. So. I
0: said to you guys I was going to see the Raytons at mm. Roadmender yeah. at the end of February. I would have loved to have actually seen Rolling Thunder as like the first support yes. on that scene. Do we stage? know what who's supporting yet? Yeah, though?
1: they they announced it today. They announced it today. Today it's um, Dictator, who we've yeah. spoken oh. to before. And
2: they sent loads of sticks and stuff to us.
1: Yeah, they did. We know them. They're quite well, they have got they're good at someone else. There was, there was like You know when they do Four bands Yeah And then they do A shape for each band And then they do Each gig Is a different shape <laughs> You've lost me by that point <laughs> And I'm like Fuck it, I'm like, I'm I was sorry. like I was zooming in <laughs> on their Fucking thing I didn't see I Fucking Yeah fair enough But it was dictator and someone else who was actually di- who we have heard of. Kind of who it is now. No, uh, youth. All, so, all four. Of, to be fair, all four of the people they had on there were like they were like bands that I've heard of and stuff like that, They're, which is decent. So fair enough. But um, yeah, so that which is sick, and I think they would have suited that to be fair, and they will they will get on so some they will, I think sure. they will we'll yeah. really suit them and like they'll do well but I quite like the fact that fair enough if they don't give a shit then they're just gonna have a fucking good time release good music then that's like that's the dream isn't it so
0: it is it's what every artist dreams about yeah this is it Stone um,
3: Stone
0: oh yeah Stone, I love Stone. the I played them on Future Artists on um, my last show Stone oh did you yeah. Stone oh, they sick. got they're an so incredible good. reception like yeah. everybody like on the playbot on Radio 1 was like retweeting it I and mean, being like this is Sick. This
1: is sick. they're so, yeah. they're so they're good. So... They're, and they seem really class as well. Like they're what we want to have a chat
2: with. Bandit. Bandit. Ooh. I'm not sure who. I mean they're literally in the po- they're in the playlist at the minute, which is really sad. That's bandit. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> bandit. I assume so. I mean they're called Bandit.
1: Yeah, the logo didn't didn't remind me of them. that uh, is they're really they're really fucking
2: good. But... And the clockworks and yeah, the, they're good. uh it is stone. Not no, even dictator. it's, like it's dictator. Oh, it's that is side. Yeah,
1: it's I did. I did exactly the same thing. Who does that? Who's on the was like Stone like Stoner And that's fucking sick. And I looked again, and I was like, it's the other side. It's, <laughs> it's dictator and someone else. Oh, but man, yeah, really so, good tour. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any. It's not. It's Clockworks. Clockworks and dictator. dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah anyway, which is sick. they're both really good. So get go to that rains. at Roman because it'd be very good, and the supports are good. Um. I don't have a specific band, but I just. I don't really. And um, you fucked me a little bit because my phone's there from you giving the perspective of what everyone else is seeing. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully, not still, still recording.
0: Um, You'll just look at it and it will just be the backing behind you. It'll just say, it's tame. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <it's, laughs> normally, Kerry, we'd have actual two other cameras, three and cameras, then a wide and a angle, cameraman. And someone to work them, but he's busy, which is why we're on this. And that. I don't know what That's going to be like So we'll see But
2: This
0: episode um, will be cut Anyway it's No It will be <laughs> Absolutely audio It might be
2: two parts yeah. To be fair Actually I, I've been thinking about it It might release Tuesday and Wednesday <laughs>
1: Oh, we just did two Tuesdays and then that gives us a extra (laughs) episode. Cut that out. Um, (laughs) uh, So I kind of want to give a general shout out to quite a broad indie music thing. And I want to give a no, listen, I want to give a shout out to two bands who are both going for number one albums currently in the Sherlock's and Yard Act, Mm. who have both released albums this week. They're both trying to push it to be a number one album and both of those albums are fucking incredible and from what I've seen today Yard Act are currently sitting in them one that would be amazing if they get that because I think I love their style of music they're brilliant live like they're really like interesting funny guys but like the Sherlock's are like a bit of a modern classic as well they're a bit of one of those that have never quite reached the heights of what they they should have done like Mm. in my head they're like they could be like a Blossoms level they could be like a kind of modern classic level but, I um, actually saw. By the way, Yarad got two. Oh, uh, no, really? Yeah. One. Years
0: and years.
1: Wow, I'm really good about that. Do you That's know a what, shame. though?
0: It was great to see the momentum.
1: Amazing. Like, And I love I love their attitude. They put, like, they tweeted the other day, I think it was yesterday, and they were like, we've got nothing witty left to say, just buy it or don't. <laughs> I'm like, literally sure they tweeted, and they were like, you, you know, just they're like funny lads, and they just got that sense of being like, listen. This <laughs> we, is it. We had funny tweets, we had this, we had that. Do you know what? Fuck it all. Just... Help us if you do, brilliant. If you don't, you don't, and fair enough. And you know, number two, still, what a fucking achievement for uh, that band. Outrageous. That's incredible. Just and some
0: lads from Leeds, really, just having a laugh. Having a fucking
1: crack and releasing really good music. And I think go and listen to their album and Sherlock's album, which is also really fucking good. And I, I, they're one of my like, I listened to them when like they had like two demos out and mm. all and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they're fucking, you know, they do what they do so well and catchy indie rock tunes. And again, they're just a band that like they were really when they came and played Northampton. They were really nice, like they came and chatted to everyone. They're like class lads. So go listen to their album and Yardak's album. And although most people probably have heard of both, like still go support them because both really good albums.
2: Well, there you go. There you go. I've only got I've got one that's a very very young band from Northamptonshire, and it is Stereo Ghosts.
0: Oh yes,
2: very young, very young, and they're actually for band that is outrageously young and released one song, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I've been really, really impressed. I've been really impressed with them. And I think their they're, stuff on Twitter is pretty decent. You know, they're still learning the scene. They're still getting themselves about, but they're actually playing gigs that are good sized gigs. They're, mm. you know, supporting Maker Next Door. They're supporting artists that are of a decent caliber in this up and coming scene getting themselves out there playing gigs and I think that's the important thing that they're just nailing 100%. so I do think Stereo goes are one to keep an eye on when they start releasing some more tracks they want to definitely keep an eye on Yeah.
0: 100%. the interesting thing about them is that it's like the Tragic effect like with Tragic they started when they were like 15 14, mm-hmm. 15 playing gigs and their sound has just changed over the last few years yeah. and like they're at a really good place right now it's Tragic are here
2: next week are
0: they? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good one It'll be yeah, a good yeah. Point, yeah. Yeah. I had Cameron on my show <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you yeah. there you go I saw him outside the Garibaldi I think yeah we did was We did the lead we,
3: yeah
1: we've yeah. chatted to too many people he's yeah. to
2: too many people in the Black Friends
1: and the Garibaldi yeah. way too drunk to be chatting to him about like so more serious things so, and I'd be yeah. like oh we should have a normal chat with you I was but.
2: chatting I didn't recognise him I'm like, on oh, like, a jacket and he was like oh cheers man I was like you look like you've been a fucking band are you <laughs> and he, he went like, yeah. he went yeah i'm in a local band called tragic i was like oh I'm buzzing well i think you're on That's our sick. show next week yeah. <laughs> and he went am i i scratch like a pod and he's like oh is that you lot? i was like yeah 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 sick. well see you next week mate <laughs> do you know what
0: i felt like such an unprofessional interviewer when i interviewed them because uh, basically cameron came on mm. and i was chatting away to him for 10 minutes did the interview the interview was sick Turns yeah. out I'd only been recording myself on Zoom, so you can only hear my responses what? and not his. No. So I had to make him do the interview all over again. Oh, no, that's no. so sad. The only time on introducing him that an interview's gone to pop. Oh, my God, oh,
2: that that's outrageous.
0: Crazy. So if you guys turn your mics on, you'll be better than me already. I
1: mean, we did have a podcast that we recorded the entire thing and didn't record anything.
0: No! And, then, yeah. and it
1: was like an hour and a half worth of conversation, and then we had to be like, well, reschedule, but can we give it like a few weeks a couple of months because <laughs> if we have an hour and a half conversation again it's just going to be really awkward so we had to like push back and redo it but we have we have done that for an hour and a half podcast yeah that so was yeah it's part of it yeah
2: it's part of learning curves learning curves well we've, we've hit the fucking two hour oh mark
0: which is God. outrageous Do you know are
1: in a bit of a two hour club there's not many people who've recorded a bit for two hours <laughs> no
2: everybody does twice yeah. maybe so well,
0: when congrats you- check back the average listening time, it'll be like 12 <laughs> seconds. So, You'll be like, like, hello. Oh,
2: what,
0: what is this shit with her?
2: Uh, Definitely not. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Welcome to the Two hour Club of the Scratch Record yeah. Podcast.
0: I uh, I really appreciate that. I feel like a graduate of some sort of special scheme. I mean, should. probably couldn't run any of this on the BBC. No. <laughs> oh,
2: definitely not. You're <laughs> definitely do, not going to tell anyone on the BBC I, you've been on it. I, I <laughs> like,
1: thank you for coming on. And yeah. I think it's a really important insight. It's really good for people that, like, not that we get millions of listeners, but for some people who are local that listen to you, to get to know you better is amazing. And for you to do it, because... I think a lot of people on the radio is like, obviously you're doing what you want to do. So going on someone else's show isn't necessarily what you'd want to do. So mm. to come on, we really appreciate it. And it's been a great fucking episode. I think people will really enjoy. Like you get to know so many bands locally so well, but getting to know yeah. you, Bear, is really useful for everyone. So thank you for that. And Thanks for having it. me. Anytime.
2: Anytime. Well, if you're still listening to the podcast two hours in, fucking very, very impressed. Yeah. It's a long slog, but... Make sure you liking the video, make sure you subscribe to the channel, put the notification bell on, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on was uh I was gonna say Snapchat. Definitely on
3: Snapchat.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, goodbye, love you all. Bye <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking day.